Okay. What did he say? Adam. Chocolate rain. Chocolate rain. Mm. Some stay dry, but mm. others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. I love that song. It's stupid as fuck, but I love what? it. What? That's song. a dumb song I don't know about. You never chocolate heard of Chocolate Rain. You never heard of hold Chocolate up, Rain? Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. Gosh, that was like the glory days before like YouTube was like really, really, really big. Was. Chocolate Rain by uh, <clears throat> Tay Zonday. Yeah, by, yes. by Tay Zonday, yeah. You've never heard it? No. Dude, it's oh amazing. God, his voice is really good. Like. Are you playing it? Oh, you uh, got, out loud. All of us. All, I got your earbuds. In. All of it. Out loud. Oh, out loud, motherfucker. I want to hear yeah, you. We need to all hear slaps. this. Man, let me see if I can just change it through the. Nope. That's not what I wanted. Uh, oh, I know there's a way to split audio on this. Just. Take out your earbud. No, I refuse. Why do you got to be so difficult, Mister Pompadour? Like head. <laughs> Look at your hair. But it, it's not a pompadour. <laughs> it's just my hair. <laughs> <coughs> no, not not that. Sure, taking a while just to play a song that you could be playing if you just took out your earbuds. Not my problem. Oh, here we go. Media output. There, there it is. There it is. There we go. Chocolate rain. This is classic YouTube. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Like, true golden age. Okay. But, Mitchell, ads are... They're... I can't even make a joke about it. Fuck ads. Yeah, ads I can't even pretend. Okay. Well, welcome back, guys. Um, are, are you not keeping in the chocolate rain part? Oh, no, I will be. Are you will I, be? I, okay, I good. have to go in after the fact. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I have that saved. OG YouTube. OG YouTube. Like, <sighs> beautiful. Howdy, everybody. I'm worried. What? Why? Chocolate. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my name is Mitchell. I am Jacob. I am Phil. And we are late. <laughs> I mean, what? I we're always late. Well, no, nah, I, I have the body of a 90-year-old um, man, so I have the back of one, so, um, you know. that um, I'm currently dying, but I yeah. figured that the sacrifice of me just doing this and being here is okay enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, I start feeling better, and Mitchell's like, oh, look, I'm sick, and just God hates us. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to let that stop me from doing this episode. Yeah, so Mitchell might not be talking a whole, whole lot. Because, you know, every other word is a cough and some phlegm, and it's super tasty. So, you know, that. Yeah. I cough more than my um, coworker that smokes. That's really saying something, because I think she smokes like a pack a day. As I take a massive hit from my vape. (laughs) (laughs) So... Before we start, as always, we have some announcements. Yeah. Uh, first off, we got a new Patreon member. Want to give a shout out to to them. Um, 
What was the name? Ash Ash. Sure. Did you want me to look it up? I thought you had it up on your phone. Um, I'm stupid, so no. I expected wow. my ailing memory to remember, and it failed me. Man, you got you're like me having a memory of a gnat. Yep, I think it's Asher. I think. While we're looking that up, uh, another quick announcement: uh, we will be launching the uh, Q and A thread for our upcoming anniversary episode. So keep an eye out for that on the Discord. That is not the name that popped up for me. Yeah, that's and now I we have to. Now I am confused. No, it's, <laughs> it, no, we don't. I just give me a second. I was prepared for this, but I, nah. where is it? Do, 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 where is do, it? Do, do. Oh, okay. So it was just one. I don't know where uh, you got Asher from. Well, hold on. <laughs> no, now I have to find it. Now, now it's personal. Well, continuing on. As anyway, um, so as for the, the the one Patreon sub that we actually have, thank you, D's Nation. Right fucking here. I understand. That is a different name. And then they sent a personal message and said, hey, this is D's, so that's how I know. So fuck that's y'all. fucking weird. Fuck y'all's no, no, Patreon. Because no, no, no. your email says Asher. But the Patreon says D's Nation. But this is from Patreon. That's fucking we weird. We here at Warcast Eternals are really confused. <laughs> and we're we have absolutely new, doxing this man. We have so. a new person. Welcome. Sorry if we doxed you by accident. <laughs> Whoops. Just um, everyone listening, ignore that last part. <clears throat> we will be... Well, guys, we're almost there. We're almost to two years. Technically, we're at two years, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we're delayed. So, like. so we're delayed. <laughs> yeah. So we're delaying our Remember, anniversary. Remember, every time we do something, just know that we suck. So it's probably and late. the god, god, or either gods hate us. Um, but we will be doing the second anniversary episode. Two uh, Electric Boogaloo. Two, uh, yeah, uh, anniversary episode two Electric Boogaloo will be <laughs> our next episode in two. Uh, Remember, in two boys, weeks. wear your Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yes, um, uh, we're going to be doing a Q and A like we did last year, mainly because we don't really have the stuff ready to do streaming or anything crazy like that. And the Q and A was pretty fun, and we have a yeah, lot. Was a lot we fun. have a lot more people now, so maybe we can go for six and a half hours. Oh my god, I would. <laughs> that would require y'all to get here early. At like nine. No, I At like think nine. we would just come over Friday night and go stay. out binge drinking and then wake <laughs> up the next day and do it. Yeah, that well that, that that's kind of the vibe. As far as me and yeah. Phil are concerned, yeah. many cigarettes will be smoked. <laughs> uh, we smoke. we could what are you talking about? We could do it outside so you can smoke while doing it. Oh my god. <laughs> Gonna be injecting nicotine into my blood. Yeah. Um But we're um, we're gonna be opening up that channel on the Discord. Um it will be there, Philip. Get on that. Um, <laughs> um, we'll do. It'll be up next month. I <laughs> uh, see. The sad part is the really sad part is that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll try and get it up in the next couple days. Oh uh, yeah, we said we wanted to have it open for a week. I think. I mean, we could have it open for a week, or I could just go home 
tomorrow and like it could be like a week and a half point being it's going to be open and at some point in time before the episode we are going to close it and we're not going to have this whole like questions coming in as we're doing the episode because that shit no but that was kind of fun though got fucking rough it was rough but how do i talk to women with your (laughs) with (laughs) your mouth moving on and just like oh my god that was It was something else. That was something, and just that like, was a lot of fun, though. I did actually have a lot of fun with that. And it was yeah. great. Like if for third for third year anniversary, like honestly, if we could do streaming and do that live, that actually I would actually do that'd be that. really cool. That'd be but, a lot of fun. But just like last, and then we get like Allie blasting us on full. Like, hi guys, how's it going? You want to talk about magic? And it's like, wait, Allie, no, hold up, stay on topic, stay on target, stay on target. This is an interesting more podcast. It would it. it j- crack cocaine that's what oh, that yes. would be <laughs> we, we would we would know we would need to go acquire the panzer chocolate yeah. <laughs> uh, me uh, get that reference i love you <laughs> me with by, my oh, entire way, squad though. stock of amphetamines <laughs> yeah uh by the way though actually it was a platoon thank you very much oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> uh on that note uh having mentioned ali ali Happy birthday! Happy birthday to uh, our first moderator, Ali. Yes, and we How do love you say her very happy much. birthday in Spanish. Buenos. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, Feliz, Feliz I'm uncultured, Navidad. so I don't know. No, that's, no Feliz Navidad is Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And then, uh, uh, I can well, call it Feliz Complianos. I can call Jess, and she can say it in German. <laughs> Pardon me for the burp. I think it's Feliz Complianos, but um, I, I'm, I'm butchering I that. And we're point continuing. being, happy birthday to Allie. She, yeah. uh, she was our first mod. She's, She's been, been around for a really long time. She, she was the first people in the Discord. The yeah. second person in the Discord. Second person, yeah. And we like to really hold that over her. <laughs> yeah, that was. She was like, I was first. And it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wasn't the first one uh, uh, Colt on the server? No, it wasn't Colt. No, it was he Colt. Was, it wasn't Colt? Yeah, yeah it was no, Colt. it was. Yep. Yeah, no, because we were actively talking to him. And he was like, hey, how do I like join y'all's Discord? We were like, uh. So we haven't actually made it, but we're in the process. So, like, would you like to join? <laughs> so, back on topic. Once again, happy birthday to her. She's been our first mod. She's been great at her job doing. She's a really cool person to hang out with. And we just wanted to show our appreciation and thanks and hope you had a great birthday. Yes. Also, um, uh, you'll be doing the next co- competition. Yes. <laughs> Allie will be starting the next Discord competition. Because, fun fact, we do not soon. run those. She does. Yeah. Me soon, and, trademark. Yeah. It, it was a me and her thing, but she is a lot more together than i am <laughs> so she normally takes the lead but the next competition for the discord whether it be painting building or whatever the fuck will be starting relatively soon so if you're in the discord I think the next one is supposed to be lore writing i it's something i forget yeah. whatever it is keep an eye open for that if you want to be a part of that um and yeah that should yeah, be we'll, fun we'll, we'll get with her soon and discuss that yeah uh, and on okay. that, um, talking about I, lore and whatnot. Uh, hang um, on, wait a minute. Before um, I had before, my checklist, I proceed to go. Scream. I had my checklist, yes. and um, Patreon. We're, we're we down four. We're now on Phil's rant. So, yeah. (laughs) It is my time. So, brought to you by Lorecast Eternals, a new uh, semi. Week monthly, semi monthly, bi monthly, or no, bi weekly. A bi weekly episode we're calling "Bitching with Phil." <laughs> bi weekly, we, bro. We don't even podcast bi weekly. <laughs> we try, we fail, we fail. <laughs> no, we tried bi weekly. Shut up we, and bitch. And then we realized we all were fucking hating. Shut up and after bitch. Like four months of it, we were like, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> we're still technically bi weekly. <laughs> Are we really? Yeah, yeah. it's one. It's one we went, we went, one we went from one every three weeks to like bi-weekly, and I'm listening there going like, 
God Listen, damn. I want to say, like, how are you this bad? But, like, we've been fucking that up a lot, so I can't even blame you. But, know, yes, right? it's supposed to be one in person and then one over Discord for two a month. We oh, just shit. we just suck <laughs> oh my God, a lot. Yeah. The past, like, three months have just been so fucked. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. No, I keep having to travel to go deal with family shit. And, like, oh, my God. So. Yeah, no. Okay. The topic of this bitch be real quick. is So, this. So th- hold this, on, hold on. This episode was the origins of Sigmar, which meant we a lot of this is going to. Almost, almost no, all of it's this. It's exclusively well, we, old there, 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 might, there might be some connections to AOS, so it might get brought oh, up. Yeah. But, like, 95% of this is going to be about stuff that was written in during the world that was. So, it's fantasy. Because, you know, Sigmar, who is very much still a character. Character in AOS, who's a, a god and one of the most one of the Literally most has powerful the game named after. Him. Yeah, one of the most powerful and important characters in the game is from fantasy. So all of his origins are from bump but on fantasy. But what that meant is we had to go trudging through fantasy lore, and it rekindled the hatred in mine and Phil's hearts. <laughs> For a lot of the destruction that they pulled in uh, the end times and moving into AOS. Now, having said that, let's make this explicitly clear: we still like AOS. We like. God, what did I eat? I am like tacos. just gaseous as hell. You had, had tacos, tacos and queso. And queso. Ah, it's the queso. And then and some you of had spicy. really good cheap ice cream. Oh my, oh my god. god. Okay, no, we so discovered good. this we discovered this ice cream place where they're they're the actual storefront for a distributor, so they get their ice cream like Dirt cheap, cheap as shit. We walked in, bought between the three of us, we bought five scoops of ice cream. And we it were all like standing there expecting bucks. to pay like eight bucks a person. And the guy was like and I walk up and I'm the first to pay, and he's like, Oh yeah, that'll be uh four dollars. And I was like, no, it was like three. It was three twenty six. It was three twenty six. But like round yeah. up four dollars. But he was like, yeah, that'll be four dollars. And I, I was like, technically, Wait, mathematically, you? that'd be a round <laughs> down to three because it's under fifty. But just like, <laughs> I will hurt you. That's fair. <laughs> um, but no, he was like, yeah, that'll be like four dollars. And I was like, what? What? What do you mean? And he's like, oh yeah, no, this is the storefront for the distributor. We get all of our shit not at distributor prices, but at purchaser prices. Guys, I have news. These this is actually not for y'all. This is for the viewers. Um, okay. I found a distributor for Bomb Pops, which are very difficult it's to find. It's the same guy. It's the same, it's the same guy, yeah. and I can buy 15 Bomb Pops no, for no, 12 no. bucks. No, 12 for 15. You know what? Does it make a Point difference? Being, it's still cheap, Point and I got being, my... Listen, when Mitchell I heard this news... I got my fix for Bomb Pops, when Mitchell, okay? When Mitchell heard this news, his eyes dilated like a cat bathing in catnip. And, and oh, what, yeah. I, what I mean by... I mean he like gave the banana fudge Bomb Pops. Yeah, the OG not, not, not like fudge. Captain America Bomb Pop. Banana fudge. That's America. He gave ass. this man too much power, and Mitchell is going to be lost in the sauce. <laughs> so I would just like for everybody to point out that Mitchell, between the three the three of us, he's the only one under two hundred pounds. We fully expect not that for to very long. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't understand how much weight I lose he's, because of hockey. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be fucking. Mitchell, I just. I. I think you underestimate your love for bomb pops. Listen, all I'm saying is <laughs> when Mitchell posts in the apotheosis chat about him running and jogging, just know from now on, he's going to be doing that, but he's going to be double fisting bomb pops the entire time, just shoving them in his face. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. okay. But back to our regularly scheduled bitch spree. Yeah. Uh, no, so just to make this clear, AOS, we absolutely love AOS. We love a lot of the new lore that's coming out and things like that. But rereading uh, some of the old lore just reminds me and uh, Jacob. It just reminds me and Jacob that like there was a lot of really cool and nuanced stuff that happened in the world that was that they with uh, the end times and going into the Age of Sigmar lore 
they kind of just left behind. It kind and of it's really sad because it's some of it really was really sad. good and really interesting. Well, the cool thing is, this actually goes back to a question that was asked uh, from the last anniversary episode. We had it was one, it was one of the questions that took a little longer to explain. Where I said my big one of my biggest problems with AOS was the stuff that they brought from fantasy. In my opinion, was it like the good stuff? It was the stuff that I felt should have been left behind. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to, like, there's a bunch of cool shit that wasn't brought over to AOS, which really just sucks, because it was really fucking cool. And instead of bringing the cooler shit that, like, I think fans would have enjoyed more, they brought aspects from the world that was that just kind of sucked. And, like Phil said, this has no bearing on how I actually feel about Age of Sigmar lore. It's beautifully written. It's a lot clearer and not less as hypocritical as fantasy lore. It's really well, good. not necessarily hypocritical, well, not but hypocritical, contradictory. contradictory there. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Not as contradictory. So, like, I still love AOS lore, but it's just one of those things where you read it and you're just like, man, wouldn't it have been fucking nice if, like, this was still... You know what I mean? So, anyway. Yeah, bitch like, away, my friend. Bitch away. Yeah. No. Like, wouldn't it have been nice if we got to see some of the old human gods and, like, some of the other dwarven gods and things like that? Because, for instance, <laughs> while we were reading up on Sigmar's Origins and whatnot, uh, we reacquainted ourselves with the old human pantheon. Because one thing that a lot of people forget is that Sigmar was born almost two and a half, or no, almost 3,000 years before the end times. Yeah. And at that time, there was an entire pantheon of gods that Sigmar himself worshipped and that's, and, when and, he and was that, a human. And that still went strong into the Empire. Like, the pantheon of, gods, of those gods were still worshipped during the end times. It's just that Sigmar also became... Uh, he, he, he joined it. And be, joined Whether it. he actually joined it or not... The men of the empire worshipped him as like a god. A, it's like, it's like um, Talos from yeah, fucking exactly Elder, from Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah. Whether because I know he like descended, and it, it, it might be a speculation that he was trapped in the winds of Azir during end times and not actually a god or whatever the fuck. Point being is the men of the empire worship Sigmar as a god. Yeah, and so that was one of the things that reading uh, reading up on this lore and whatnot, and the, a lot of the lore that we're going to be talking about focuses around the series called the uh, the Time of Legends. And it's, uh, well, oh, sh- uh, Heldenhammer. Heldenhammer. Heldenhammer, God King, and. No, no, God King's the third one. It's Heldenhammer. Well, I was just listing them as, as I remembered them. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's Heldenhammer. Um, the third one's God King, and I, I had the first book, not the second. I forget what the second one's called. If you give me one second, I can find it. But, um, don't it, look it, at me. It's the. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't, don't look at me. Shit, what just was it called? Give me one second. I'll, I'll find it. Hold on. Uh, just go to that Discord message. No, I am. That is 100% what I'm doing. But yeah, it, it's centered around those three books because that goes into detail yeah, about that's Sigmar's literally, young literally, uh, the first book is about him as a young, as a as a boy, really. He's only like 15. The beginning of the first book, he's 15, I think. Yeah, he's like 15 to 25 in the well, first book. Technically, he wasn't born yet. The beginning sorry, of the, the beginning of my book, he is born. Oh, you might have yeah, been reading. What? Well, because we have other lore, uh, other places yeah. that we find lore from. Yeah. So you might have been reading beforehand. But at the beginning of the first book, Heldenhammer, he is fifteen years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then in the second book is him fucking around with chaos. Uh, empire. It's called Empire. Empire. There we go. Because the second one is about him building the empire, and I think yeah. having to deal with chaos shenanigans. Yeah, it is. And then the third book is uh, called God King, because that's when he. Uh, defeats Nagash and he kind of starts becoming addressed as the god king because you know he literally fought a god and, and he's king and, and and that's before he has to fight the first ever chosen Morkar, right yeah yeah okay yeah that's so i think after that when he fucks off on, yeah it is uh there's some debate on like when exactly he becomes yeah. the god king whether it's when he defeats Nagash hang on, hang on. or do we need to explain what this podcast is even a, like this episode's about we said it's about the origins of sigmar okay 
Yeah. Was I downstairs getting water? Yes. Okay. Potentially. Actually, technically, we said it while you were sitting right here, but you know, you're sick. You get. A pass. I have the memory of a gnat. You yes, you do. Chipmunk on crack. That's that, that's my go. <laughs> that's my go-to. No, that's me. It's just a goldfish. It's your ADHD manifest. Yes. Gotcha. Dude, this podcast is so bad for my ADHD. But it's so much fun. It really yeah. is. Dude, if you ever take start to take medication for your shit, this podcast is going to crumble. You, you, me and Mitch are going to be like doing our fingers to be like, hey guys, my name is Philip. That's no, going to be your no, movie the entire no, time. The reason I don't medicate is because whenever I get on... <laughs> whenever I get on medication, I'm like, you're wrong. And it's just like, but I'm right. And it's like, no, 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 no. My memory is actually working now. You're wrong. No, but like, I think I'm right. And then I'll just smack the shit out of you and go, no, I'm right. Moving on. <laughs> oh, so, so. I get angry you, when I'm on medication. You being medicated is the reason why me and Mitchell take you in the back alley and shove a fucking ice pick through your neck. Gotcha. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I was going to yeah, no, I get angry on medication. What happened to Phil? We whacked him. That's what happened. <laughs> Anywho, back to our regular take out the dog. Back to our walk, Jimmy. <laughs> for back to our regul- regularly scheduled bitching spree. But yeah, no. So, like for instance, uh, there's some really interesting gods and whatnot that arise. For instance, in the story, there's a dwarf who is just mad. Oh, the other big thing that they completely gloss over is just how close in going into Age of Sigmar is just how closely tied the OG dwarves. The old holds in the world that was were tied to humanity and the rise of the empire. Like the original script, the ri- the original written language of the empire is based on dwarven runes. Right? Isn't that what you were saying? Uh, it was it was something they'd use to like categorize military supplies and like yeah. soldiery and whatnot. But didn't you but, also say they went on to go teach that, it in schools? Yeah. So I I don't know if it was that script in particular or just generalized written script. But in some capacity, yeah, human handwriting is somehow based on dwarven script a little bit. Yeah, dwarvic runic script, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would imagine that's probably the only script they used. Yeah. But anyway, uh, or, well, I guess they could have been a multi-script language, just like Japanese. But anyway, moving on. So, uh, yeah, and there was just some nuances like that. And then there's the entire pantheon of the human gods. Like, for instance, there was, uh, oh, the big city of learning. I forget what they, what it, what the title or the name of the city ends up changing to in more modern, modern, the time of Carl Franz. Whenever I say modern times, I mean Carl Franz's time. But, uh, uh, Tall's city. Oh, yeah, it's like or er, uh, er, teals. It's like no Tele, tall. Tele, yeah, I think. I think that might be. But wrong. that was. But that, that was, might be wrong. Yeah, but that was a big city in Sigmar's time that I believe ends up becoming. Oh, I'm gonna forget. But uh, like, there are several big cities that are devoted to the uh, some of the big gods in well, the. Human I know. Pantheon. I, I know. Min- Midland is hard. Is hardcore a city dedicated to Ulrich. Because that was Boris Toddbringer and whatnot, yeah, and that that he like he had soldiers call it the White Wolves and whatnot, and that was very much like they had a huge shrine to Ulrich and Midland <laughs> during Midland was like the house was the home of the flame of Ulrich. Yeah, uh, Ulrich is um god. It's a human god of battles and winter. I think winter god of war and go, winter. god of war and winter and maybe wolves, but I mean, definitely god of yeah. war and winter. Yeah, 
But yeah, so like there's a bunch of really cool gods and things like that that end up getting left behind going into Age of Sigmar. And it's just really unfortunate. And this goes back to the whole we hate end times because during the end times, like all of the human gods either lost all their power, became irrelevant, or fucking died. And the same thing happened with the elven god and the same thing happened with the dwarven gods and yada yada yada. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because the the dwarves, the really cool thing about the dwarves is that the, the, the beings that the dwarves worship as gods in the world that was... I think, okay, I think except for Valea, Grimnir, and Grungi, I think they were gods from the get-go. I think they were gods from the get-go. Yeah. Again, this isn't a dwarf, a dwarven god podcast, so we didn't look too closely at this. But there are several major dwarves, very important dwarves, who are around in the time of Sigmar, who physically help Sigmar. And they end up, their contributions are so great that they end up becoming worshipped as ancestor gods during the time of Karl Franz. Yep. <laughs> Hey, seriously, you want to stop molesting my cat? No. <laughs> He's over here petting Hephaestus. I hardly ever get to see him, and I love him. You're going to cry about it? Ah. You're going to seethe? Don't. You're mauled? You're going to cope? Ah. Never. Take the L. Uh, wait, 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 don't care, cry about it, don't want to no, hear di- about it. Di- didn't ask. Di- didn't don't ask, care, didn't c- ask. Cry about cry, it. Cry, seethe, mauled, cope. <laughs> Would you like a cope cage? No, because it'd be pointless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was funny. That's a that, that's a more that's a more political joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a warfare joke, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so there was just some really cool nuances that we found inside of the lore while we were researching. And to we were, a, well, and, and to a certain degree, like I kind of get why the human gods weren't included because like Sigmar's the god now and da 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 da. But like. I understand the if making... chaos can have its pantheon, why can't well, humans like, have theirs? I understand them making the older characters from fantasy into gods like Teclis and Tyrion and Nagash and Sigmar and blah, 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 blah. And I get that. But, like, I just think it would have been cool if there were a pantheon of lesser gods like there was for death before fucking Nagash ate them all. Yeah. And I think it would have been cool if, like, Sigmar's the god king of, uh, uh, and he resides in the Zir. But it would have been cool if he had, if he had the, you know, the older gods behind him that might not be as powerful anymore, but it, it would just... But they're I literally think, ancient gods, like... I just think it'd be neat. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't see how that would impact the lore or the game, you know, wrong. Yeah. Or in, in a, in a negative way. I just thought it'd be fucking cool. But, yeah. like, no, I not really Not to mention, then you could, that, in terms of game-wise, that could end up with some really cool flavor text. Like, it wouldn't necessarily affect the game at all, but, like, whenever you have the, the Cities of Sigmar armies, which are just... That's the other thing I, I don't like about the City of Sigmar. The Cities of Sigmar armies is it's literally just every old world faction that was, like, vaguely human crammed into one. That doesn't have, like, a dedicated faction To now. be fair, they're yeah. getting... Like, the Dispossessed. For I, the I, they are getting a complete reboot um, with the Dawnbringer books yeah. coming out. No, um, I'm glad we, that. Well, we have gotten a couple new Age of City of Sigmar models, too, which is nice, but, like, chances are every City of Sigmar model we're going to get is probably going to be human, but, like, if you're going to cram... One's an ogre with a fucking human on top. Hey, so, I mean, we you take know our victories where we can take them. Fair, <laughs> but, like, realistically, like, if you're going to have a group that that is combined of humans, dwarves, dark elves, elves, like, every fucking, basically, um, species of order, except for Seraphon, under the sun, that doesn't... That doesn't belong to a specific faction i just feel like it'd be better <coughs> if those are if if that was represented yeah. and city of sigmar if you want to have like og dwarves and elves and shit in your army you're using old ass models like, I, I i don't i don't think they're ever going to get new models for the other species for the, for the other races 
besides Especially humans, or if humans are attached to them. So there's your fucking ogre with the human writing in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they're never going to be like, here's a whole new line of dispossessed dwarves, specifically for the cities of Sigmar. I just here's don't Britonia. Rest in peace. Can I, okay, I know, but... <laughs> <sighs> I want Britonia and Tomb Kings back so bad it makes me want to cry. I mean, we're getting the world that was back on tabletop. But it's 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 not so to dark. a certain extent. It's it Forge World. It doesn't matter. Oh, is it? Is it is all it really? Forge World? It's Forge World. Oh, I thought fuck. they were getting rid of Forge World, though. No. Um, so I think they're redesignating. I would absolutely. Yeah. I would absolutely love to have Bretonia, and I understand why they got rid of Tomb Kings because it, you can't copyright the Tomb Kings. Um, you can't copyright skeletons in Egypt. That's why they did Ozark Bone Reapers. Yeah. Bretonia, you can. French Arthurian, like there's enough of a difference, I think. You the, know, the, the, you there is an easy way to kind of like make tweak them a bit to making them unique. Honestly, enough. I would even take Bretonia if they just confirmed that they're flesh eater courts. Like that wouldn't be the Bretonia I want, but like at least they would like acknowledge that like they existed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it just. It just sucks because, yeah. like, I understand that fantasy lore had thirty years of bloat to it, and it was very yeah, contradictory. It, but there was just a bunch of really cool, unique shit. And like, to give you an idea, I would was, love to play OG Dwarves again. Yeah. At one point, Games Workshop had like an entire thing where they were just commissioning uh, writers to create new minor gods. Like, they didn't last very long. They only created like one or two, and then they had directly, copyright issues. Looks directly at the at the Fuster Cluck that wasn't a lol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. No, that that's exactly what caused it to stop. Yeah. This yep. is the shit with Malal. Because that was but, that was you being a prick, so, you know, yeah. kind of. By the way, do we, want, do we want to get into this episode finally? Almost. No. We're almost We're at 30 minutes. We're almost there, I promise. Okay, we're almost at 30 minutes. Like, at the end of the day, what it is, is like, Fantasy Armies had swagger it had swagger to them different armies had, had different swagger to them and i like that and like yeah we have fire slayers and Karen overlords but maybe i just want to play og dwarves and you can't really do that or maybe i want to play just you're like, playing cities of sigmar yeah or i want to play like og empire but you can't really do that you're playing cities of sigmar but like you can't just have just you know what i mean like you can't just have like just the dwarves from uh, for, for cities because like there's not enough and the rules don't support it correctly and i just i just feel like it's limiting, which sucks. Yeah. Because maybe, like, yeah, we have all these cool races and whatnot, but maybe you kind of want to have a little flashback, or a little, you know, flashback to, like, the, the OG game and just have have those models and have those armies, and you just kind of can't now. Yeah. Like, you can, but it's it kind of feels hollow. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to mention the Empire, <coughs> to a certain extent, the flavor of just the Empire and the Dwarves themselves, because we're going to talk a lot about them because they're so integrally important to Sigmar's origins. But the OG dwarves and the OG Empire, especially during Sigmar, the Empire, especially during Sigmar's time, they were clans. They were different clans of Barbar people. barbarian clans, tribes. basically. Yeah, yeah, barbarian clans tribes, or yeah. tribes. It they, it, used, it gets used interchangeably. But, but they, they were, were barbarians essentially. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't much better. They had cities. I mean, and whatnot, Sigmar but, only ever fought half naked. Yeah, yeah, like they were they were disciplined and didn't like eating people like the like the Norskin or the Norsey did. But yeah. like besides that, they were basically just barbarians. Yeah. To give you an idea, they still used uh, bronze instruments of war when Sigmar was a kid. If they wore armor at all. Yeah. Well, no, bronze instruments of war is in, like, bronze weapons. Oh, yeah. Well, but yeah, no. Like, bronze armor, bronze okay. weapons, and... Shall we? Anything else you want to bitch about, or is that the extent? Nah, I think we're ready to I like how that wasn't really bitching, that was just being sad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, this episode is The Origins of Sigmar. 
that is what this episode is about. Because it's called the Age of Sigmar. You gotta know who Sigmar is. We yeah. talked about him briefly during our Gods episode, but, but that we was, didn't go too much into his actual. Yeah, that was almost he was human. That was almost exclusively him <laughs> during AOS. Yeah. And so this is gonna be all primarily about his time as a man, not a god. Yeah. We might talk a little bit about when he was a god, but this is mostly gonna be him being a normal ass, not normal, but a human. Yeah. Yeah. A very killable human. Yes. Very much could die, except that he was blessed by the by the pantheon of men. Basically, yeah. Um, that's that is one important thing to note is that during the during the reign of Sigmar, we see the first of the ever chosen because Archeon was not the first. He was the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, so Sigmar was alive for the first of the great chaos invasions, which would be Morkar. Yeah, and Morkar was the first uh, ever chosen. Um, so, Mitchell, you said you read a little bit about stuff before Sigmar was born? No, I was not before, but it's when Sigmar was born. Oh, okay. You, okay, gotcha. So, I so, think I'll, 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 I'll take the helm then for the beginning, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, my task was to read the first book, and um, that, uh, that starts when Sigmar is 15, I believe. Yes, I think he was 15. Yeah. Which, at this point in time, he'd basically be a young adult. Did you want to start with his birth? Yes. Oh, yeah. I will. Actually, yeah. And, um... The, like his actual origin. <laughs> so, and, and the cool thing is, um, the, the story of Sigmar's point. younger days is also the story of how Azazel became a thing. I don't know if Azazel is in AOS. I don't but he think was, so. He, he'd be a member of the Hedonites. Yeah. And he's not in their book. At least so not yet. No, yeah. Well, I, I know maybe, that... Maybe in fourth year. I, I, know, I know that Azazel, he was the leader of Slaanesh's armies. The yeah. ecstatic legion, I think. Uh, no, that's... No, uh, no. That's... that's Sigvald. Esoteric Legion? I don't remember. He, he, he was a very important he player. He was, I think, I think he he was Slaanesh's fa- favorite. Yeah, until Sigvald came around. Even, no, 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 he was Slaanesh's favorite. Sigvald, no, Sigvald was, was Slaanesh's, Slaanesh's favorite, favorite mortal. mortal. Yeah, 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 you're right. Azazel you're right. was Slaanesh's favorite, like, demon. I forget that I forget that Sigvald doesn't become a demon prince until we get to AOS. Oh, is he demon prince in AOS? Oh, he does have the demon keyword. No, no, he doesn't. He's mortal. Technically, he has the mortal keyword in the game, but, like, He's mortal, kinda. He's basically a demon prince. Yeah. So Sigmar, like technically, he doesn't have to live in the warp. Actually, well, no, I guess. Okay, if you slice up a demon prince, is saying whether or not they predominantly live in the warp or in reality. Well, not sorry, not the warp, the realm, the of realm chaos. of chaos. Uh, technically, I believe that would make him mortal because I don't think he can spend very much time. All I know in is that if, chaos, if you're but... a demon, you have to have a con- you have to have you have to be fueled by the magics of the realm of chaos to exist in the mortal realm. Yeah, but on the other hand, Sigvald, whenever he was recreated in the Age of Sigmar or in the mortal realms, it was very much through the power of Slanesh. What it might be is the shit that keeps him alive is tied to chaos magic. So if he doesn't have a constant connection to the realm of chaos, he'll die. Not because of the demon, but because it's just the shit that keeps him alive. I, I honestly don't remember. It's been a while since I've looked at Sigvald's lore, but Sigvald's weird. Anywho, he's, he's moving, weird. moving on, he's moving weird. on, moving on. So, <laughs> Orden of Sigmar. So, Sigmar could very is could be easily called like a god of thunder, not just man, but like a god of thunder. Yeah, and battle That's one of and his Is he was actually called the child of thunder because he was born um, during a really bad thunderstorm. Yeah, and I think under the twin-tailed comet as well. Yeah, and he was uh, his mother had died at the hands of some greenskins. Like, in the middle of giving birth, right? Yeah, like, she died, Sigmar popped out. Yeah. 
and um, there was like a witch, uh, there was like a, a, a hagwit or something that was so, like, he's no, a child of prophecy, child of so thunder. the reason why they're in the middle of nowhere was because... Oh yeah, we should probably his, explain why they were able to be attacked by orcs. Um, it was because his dad had such a few, like they had like, well, they cut open a rabbit, saw like prophecy. Oh, real quick, his like father the, was a king. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, important. He was the prince, King yeah. Bjorn. Um, Bjorn. His father was the king of a clan. Um, of the Ern of the Ernbogen, I think they pronounce it clan specifically. Yeah, um, they cut open up a rabbit and they pretty much stated, "Yeah, your wife and your son's gonna die." So he went and went on this hunt to go find this witch or hag um, to be like, "Hey, how do I not make them die?" Um, and that's actually really funny because the witch they were seeking, they're they trying to find, was actually killed by the Greenskins that killed the Bjorn's wife, and the hag that actually like witness sigmar's birth was that hat was that witch's apprentice but the like the the main like le leader witch bitch Ma the master witch <laughs> had gotten boiled alive by in, in her own pot by orcs and it was that Oof. same raiding party that had gotten and done got sigmar's mom Oof. big rip big rip i can i can imagine being boiled alive probably isn't fun yeah, that does, however, bring bring back the meme of like me in a witch's stew getting slapped by the by her spoon. Stop eating all the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that was how Sigmar was born. So he was kind of like blessed or cursed for greatness from the start. Yeah, depending on how you slice it. Yeah, and so he was trained by a warrior to be a warrior and a king. All that you know, all that hubbub, and um. The story, his story kind of kicks off when basically he was sent to go deal with a group of orcs that were attacking a town. I think it was called Ashen Bridge or Ashone Bridge. Point being is that he had like 200, 250 warriors. He would go stop some, some a particular nasty greenskin warlord that was that had been causing issues for a while. And they roll up on it and it's like, cool, there's like 2,000 orcs here and like that's a fucking problem. And he had created, he had created this battle plan. <laughs> that had allowed him to kill the orcs, but it got one of his sword brothers named Trinovates, or Trinovates, I think it's Trinovates, killed in the process. Trinovates is the brother of Garen. Garen is the guy who becomes Azazel. Oof. And they were twins. So, Oof. But that was like him return. that was like the battle he had to go do to return to his father a man, because he, he like... Yeah, he, basically he, prove yourself it, in combat. He commanded warriors. It, it's and, called gaining your shield. Ga gaining yeah. your shield, yeah. And he was him commanding men, a large group of men, to go defend his land. And so he came back, and that's how he like became a man, and um, and that's what also set him on the path to set Garen on the path to become Azazel, and also set his love, which I think her name was Ravenna, Ravenna or Ravenna. Wait, whose love? Sigmar's. Okay. Who's also the sister of Trinovates and Garen to death, and that was a big part. That was a very important part of his story, because Sigmar never. I don't think Sigmar ever took a wife or anything no, after her. He did not. Yeah. He never bore kids after that. So. Oh, and, and, and not bored, sired. That's yeah. that word. Oh, and, and also I forgot to say, um, this little patch of lore I'm talking about stretches from Sigmar's birth up to the first battle of Blackfire Pass, and that was the fighting a bit fight against a bunch of orcs that kind of made the empire. Yeah. Or started the forging of it, and his alliance with dwarves. Um so a big thing that happens before the book really starts is um Sigmar gaining Galmaraz, because he actually gets that hammer before the book even starts. And that's very important because you know it's the Banhammer. Yeah. So Galmaraz was given to him by... But it's not the Warhammer. Harry the Hammer. <laughs> um, uh, that, Harry! That was gifted to him by King... I think it's Kurgan Ironbeard, who was the current High King of the Dwarves in good old Kazra Karak, or 
Kara's a Carrick. Kara's a Carrick, yeah. Um, and he had saved him from death and dishonor. And who had saved who? Sorry, Sigmar had saved King Kurgan Ironbeard from death and dishonor while he was traveling around through some mountains and doing some shenanigans. And um, Sigmar had saved his life. And how Sigmar was rewarded was the king gave him Galmaraz. And that was a really big fucking deal because Galmaraz was made from a chunk of the twin-tailed comet. And not only the material... A, ten, twin, a twin-tailed comet. Not the ten, twin, twin-tailed comet. I thought there was only one. Take a so, shot. no, because Galmaraz is ancient during this period of time yeah. oh, to mind. dwarves. Yeah, one thing Being to bear in mind... Being 15 years old is not ancient. Yeah. Well, one quick thing to keep in mind whenever we talk about the scope well, no, of no, no, the no, world no. that was... I'm not saying it was made from the twin-tailed comet that Sigmar was born on. What I'm saying is, there's only, I'm pretty sure there's only one twin-tailed comet. Okay. And it was made from a rock of that twin-tailed, but that comet's been around since the beginning of time. Okay, yeah. Because One the twin tailed comet is seen as an omen of both good and bad, depending on like your race and whatnot. It's yeah. It's seen as a time of change. But one important thing to note is that whenever we talk about the world that was, so the end times happen in around the year twenty five hundred. It's like twenty five fifty. Twenty five twenty five twenty six is when end times commenced. There you go. But Sigmar was technically born before that like era so neg- he's like, like negative it, it, 26 it, it, no yeah. it's it's negative 30. Uh, negative 30 it's the imperial calendar which starts the day of sigmar's coronation yeah yeah and he's crowned when he's 30 <laughs> yeah so one thing to note though is that that's only by the imperial calendar by this point in time the dwarves the elves the seraphon they are <clears> already <throat> lizard men oh yeah that's right lizard men at this point they are already put some respect on that name races the world that was is already old by the time that humans start to form the Empire. Fuck, I think the War of the Beard had already taken place. Give me a second. I, I need to look up when the War of the Beard took place. Gotcha. But yeah, so whenever we say that Galmaraz is ancient, we don't mean like, oh yeah, it's like a couple hundred. No, it's already like thousands of years old. Because dwarves live for like hundreds of years, right? Yeah, they're not they're not quite uh, as long lived as elves. Uh, no, dwarves live a fucking long time. Like, Oh, are they? Five or six. Oh, okay. okay. Dwarves can oh, be, that's what you meant. Dwarves so, can be ancient. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not immortal like like elven morta- immortality, yeah. but dwarves can live. So, like, like be, something that is said in... I'm sorry, let me cut you off, but something that's said in the book is, like, one of the dwarves in, in in the story was, like, it would take one of your human life... It would take two or three of your human lifespans for a dwarven smith to even be considered competent. Yeah. Although, keep in mind, at that point in time, 50 years was probably about the, uh, the extent of a human lifespan. Yeah, but that's just to be a competent forge. Yeah. So that means that, like, realistically, a dwarf... So that like means 150 that, years, and it's like, yeah, okay, now you're considered competent. Now like, you're a journeyman. And, and, and then to be, like, a... Ma- yeah, so I would say dwarves could... Li- they live a fucking while. So to be ancient by dwarven standards... Yeah, we're talking thousands of Like, years. odds are this hammer could have been forged by Grungi. Yeah. Yeah. Grungi, or possibly even it could... Because another important thing to note is by the time of... By the time of Sigmar, oh yeah, oh yeah, the War of the Beard took place in um negative uh, in negative two thousand to negative sixteen hundred. Yeah, the War of the Beard had a hundred percent taken place, and that was when the elves and the dwarves were at the peak of their power. Yeah, so this is technically already a dwarven. Uh, the, technically, the 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 Khazar Angkor, which is like the the dwarven race, was already like kind of in decline because the dwarf the War of the Beard is what really fucked the dwarves up, like in perpetuity. Yeah, and the elves as well. Yeah. So, uh, by the time of Sigmar, it the runes and magic required to be able to forge Galmaraz have already been forgotten. 
by the time of Sigmar's forgotten birth. by dwarves. Yes, who keep books of grudge. Oh, Galmaraz stands for Skull Splitter. Yeah, and that is exactly what Sigmar does with it. <laughs> oh, like yeah. the first twenty, the first twenty page of the story, a uh, Sigmar had already brained like nine orcs, and it was like <laughs> I booped him with the Galmaraz, and he fucking exploded. So, <laughs> yeah, at one point he fights a uh, uh, like a like an exalted chaos champion. Boop. And like he bonks him on the head, and this dude had like a super ornate helmet, fucking explodes, and, like just like crumps the shit out of it and this dude goes back to uh uh the the chaos realm and is like i need to fix my hat and like he can't fucking fix it so he just constantly wears a really fucked up helmet because he can't fix it dwarven runes of fuck that shit <laughs> exactly but no the, yeah the, the, it's very important that like, these like i said these rune the not only the material but the magic and the techniques to make this hammer or hammers or wep- weapons and armor like it were lost to dwarves who like put grudges in books and remember them for thousands of years. Exactly. So like that's a big fucking deal. But another big thing about it, about it is I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I think Mitchell told me this as well. Galmaraz kind of chooses its own its own owner as well. Yeah, a little bit. And so all of this kind of accumulated to like like the hammer had chosen Sigmar. He was obviously a man of honor and martial prowess. He had saved the king's life, and the king was just like, you know what? Take the fucking hammer. And that that's the hammer. Yeah, that that's that, the hammer by the Warhammer. Like like excluding Harry the Hammer, you, look it up. That is the Warhammer. Yeah. That, so that both just, that both this and 40k get its name from because yeah. fantasy came first. Yeah, just a real quick because that to was note. back when 40k was either a the Rogue future Trader. of fantasy that was when Rogue Trader was either a the future of, of fantasy or it was the whole like the entirety of 40k is inside a snow globe on a wizard's desk in fantasy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was really rude. That was real old school lore. But no, so just a real quick note when we talk about Harry the Hammer, the reason the game is called Warhammer. Oh, just let him is- look it up. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so, it's okay, so fun. Fine, it's fine, so fun. fucking do it. The fine. reason Warhammer is called Warhammer is because there was a character in like the early days Herald of Herald Fantasy. Hammerstorm. <clears throat> yeah, who was called Herald Hammerstorm, and he wielded a hammer. And that is the actual hammer from which Warhammer derives its name. It's from Harry the Hammer. I think that was even... It's not from Galmaraz. I think that was even before they'd really decided if like chaos was a thing. or It was just Harry the Hammer was just Harry the Hammer. Yeah. Yeah, that was from, like, the earliest days of Warhammer Fantasy. That was back when it was still, like, fantasy battles. But, yeah, fun little note. So, he got Galmaraz. Very, they don't talk about it in the book, but it is a very important thing that he got the hammer. Yes, and, because and this also a sets great up... honor. That This also sets up for his relationship with the dwarves. Yeah, and that also led to, like, basically a permanent relationship between, between man and well, dwarf. To a certain extent, because, like, shit does happen in that, and that camaraderie and that kinship does die down a lot but to a certain extent dwarves and men are always at least peaceable to one another yeah it's the actions that sigmar does in his time is the reason why dwarves are still so amenable to humans by the time of carl franz it like he lays the groundwork for their relationship yeah and the reason why also the dwarves are very much kind of like these dwarves are very much willing to help the humans it's why dwarves tell everyone else to go fuck themselves, but then they look at humans and they're like, okay, we're at least willing to hear you out. Well, it's, it's, um, I believe it was because, I, I'm going to forget how to word all this. I believe in you. But, the dwarves are pissed at other dwarves for hiding in holes, 
and there were that was not going to fix the world. So these oh, dwarves yeah. chose to like teach the humans how to actually, you know, like oh yeah, that's build yeah, stone. That was, a, that was a big thing for Ulrich. Um, they called him Ulrich the Mad. He was the dwarf that stayed with um the Urbergen the Urbergen tribe. Yes, and, and like, it's what, one dwarf in particular. Uh, his name is Ulrich. I think I pronounce it. And basically, whenever he was questioned as to why you're here, he's like, basically because this world is fucked and the, the, the elves have fucked off to their island and we don't really like each other because of, you know, War the Beard and shit. And, like, the dwarves, to a certain extent, want to, they want to just close their doors and hide in their hold and let the storm pass, but the storm's never going to pass. And we need allies, and humans have at least proved themselves to not be, like, evil heads and like they're not gonna get anywhere fighting the darkness of the world with fucking sticks so like yeah. they need help so basically Alrick's whole thing is like the only thing evil needs to to flourish is by is when good men do nothing yeah. is basically his 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 reasoning yes uh one important thing to note is by the time of carl franz Ulrich is actually worshipped as one of the ancestor gods i think i swear to god if we get out to them there's no accurate i i we didn't fucking look up dwarven lore but i think Ulrich is an ancestor yeah, god I, I remember him being mentioned a lot if he's not the, an ancestor around, god around he carl is franz. definitely a venerated ancestor yeah because uh, he's he is also a master uh master runesmith he's also the one that like all the, the magical swords that were held by all the elector counts they were also made by Ulrich, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he's also forward, the, he's though. also the one he kinda helped in the creation of the Alt Dwarf we'll, we'll Corps of, we'll of Engineers. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll we will get to that, but let's move forward with the lore. So yeah. So that'll happen before the book starts, and then you know he does the thing with orcs, loses his friend, and Garen is is the twin brother, and he fucking hates Sigmar because he thinks Sigmar killed his brother essentially, because he's, you know, angsty. A shithead. Yeah. And so like time oh he's so cute. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at the cat, and he's adorable. He looks Mitchell's so playing with Hephaestus. He looks so unamused for a second. He's just like, kill me. <laughs> he's biting my thumb. I know. <laughs> um, so, time moves forward. And um, the next big problem is there's this like massive Norse invasion coming down. Uh, at this point in time, the Norskins are called Norse, which yeah. is... That's the distinction, just yeah. so nobody's confused. Like the, like, like the Bretonians are called the Bretoni. Yeah. Um, Altdorf which is called Reichdorf. Which I think is really cool that they the na- they actually change the names over time. Well, yeah. Because, like, 2,000 years like, go like, by. Like, the Reichsmarshal in, uh, for the Empire, which is, like, one of the, like, 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 like the Emperor's, like, greatest champion. Back during this book, is called the Marshal of the Reich. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I actually really enjoyed that. Oh, uh, but, yeah, so there's, like, this massive Norse invasion coming down, and King Bjorn... Sigmar's father fucks off to go help fight it because, like, that's a big, massive problem. It leaves Sigmar to, like, protect his lands. And, um, that's when Garen strikes. Mm-hmm. And, like, do you, do you want to go over what actually happens with whenever Bjorn leaves and everybody's like, well, hold up, why are we doing this? Because yeah. that kind of that kind of well, sets the so, mindset for how the Empire gets formed. Sorry, I, I skipped around. I, I, I think that I forgot to mention is, um, so Sigmar had always had the dream of making an empire from the very beginning his whole thing was I, like i i think um what really set that par- um, path for him was the dooming day his dooming day mm-hmm. which where he actually was pretty much trapped into his like grandfather's tomb like his ancestors tombs um and he kind of like got trapped by a boulder and he moved that there was like moving a boulder. I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but he got outside. It was really tall and he saw all these tiny little villages and like the darkness that was surrounding it. And he just went, this is mine to protect. Yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> um, 
You know, on his dooming day. <laughs> on his dooming day. I haven't read about that quite yet. I actually haven't quite finished the book yet. But um, um here I'll find when had the dooming day happened. So while Mitch is looking that up, is point being is Sigmar had dreamed of uniting man against the evils of the world into one unified empire for a long time. And his whole thing is like every action that I take has to be one for the betterment of mankind, not just for my tribe. Because all all the tribes are content to sit in their little bubble of power and not do anything and like eventually we're all gonna die. Yeah. Like this this happened before he got Galmaraz. Okay, yeah, so that was, yeah. Oh, okay, so this yeah. is more, like, backstory stuff. Yeah, so he was younger than 15. So, yeah, and he was, and he, he was like, men, apes together strong, is basically <laughs> what it was. <laughs> it's because, like, there's so much evil in this world, and we're busy fighting amongst ourselves, and the greenskins don't fucking care if we're squabbling with each other when they attack. The beasts of the forest and the demons and the, ca- and the cruel gods of the north, no one, our enemies don't care if we're allied or enemies they're gonna come all they're coming fuck us up all the same so we need to be united and that's how we'll stay strong and we'll protect ourselves and expand our lands and be prosperous he'd always had he'd had that vision for a really long time so the norsey come down sigmar is 21 i think when it happens and basically his father gets approached by two messengers of the king and like listen like six thousand screaming norsey are here it's a fucking problem they're gonna kill us we have this army we need you to come help us out and Oh, sorry, I had to pop him back. If you help us out, we'll give you a sword oath, which is basically like a... <coughs> a sword oath is like, you've helped me. Whenever you need help, I'll be there, regardless of how much pain it will cause me. Yeah, it's, it's basically a defensive alliance. But, a little, but a, it means more. A defensive alliance that's not political, it's honor-bound. Yeah. But also, it's it's how you go forward to like setting relations with other tribes. Yeah. So his father's like, yeah, we're going to help them out. And not only for Sordos, but because like if the Norse kill everyone, we're next. So it just makes sense to join the, the larger force and fight them off. And he leaves Sigmar to rule over his lands while he's gone. And that's really important because it... A, it's kind of like, to a certain extent, Sigmar and his father are kind of of the same mind. And B, it shows, like, Sigmar is slowly coming into his own as being a ruler because, like, his father father, has enough trust in him to, like, leave him with all of his shit. Yeah. You're guarding my shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But this is also your shit. Don't fucking lose it. It will be your shit eventually, yeah. So, Sigmar starts taking care of the kingdom uh, while his father's away. And that's actually when Garen strikes. Because, basically, Garen had gone to the same hat... The, a hag and been like, I fucking hate Sigmar, how can I kill him? And she was like, cool, when these certain conditions are met, you'll know it's time. And then lo and behold, the certain conditions are met. And Garen's like, uh. And the really cool thing is that same hag had gone to his father six years prior. And this is actually before Garen had come to her and she was like, there's going to be a time in the near future where your son's going to die. Or your son might die. And whether or not he does will be up to you. Your son is an extremely important figure who will shape destiny. But in order for him to live, in order for him to live, you have to do something. And basically the king, his father's like, what do I have to do? And she's like, you'll know when I tell you. You'll have to make an oath to me. Mm-hmm. And that and that is how it'll happen. So like she set up Sigmar's protector before she set the assassin to go after Sigmar. And so that's kind of fucked. Also, why is so like Garen? On the other hand, like this well, is very no, much it, like no, destiny is all ma- weaving together. It actually makes sense. I actually really like how they wrote this. So 
the conditions are met and Garen's like, fuck, it's time to kill Sigmar. But he's also really conflicted because Garen had spent six years being one of Sigmar's closest friends and protectors because the hag had kind of told him to. But yeah. also, like, he realized that, like, he actually likes Sigmar. He's a good person. He's a strong warrior. He's a just leader. And he's just a cool guy. He, 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 the hatred he had in his heart is going away. And that kind of sends him into a spiral. And that's when you really start to see that, like, his hatred for Sigmar is not really his anymore. It's something being twisted by the chaos gods yeah because there's this whole thing where he's like crying and riverbank he's like i don't want to do this and then he like looks into the fucking chaos mood and sees like an evil face smiling back it's like twisting his heart and he's like fuck it if this is my fate i'm just gonna embrace it so hey kids remember how we were talking about you know the only way evil wins is when good men stand by and do nothing you know, maybe if he had chosen to fucking do something but anyway moving on so basically the hag comes comes to Sigmar's father in a dream and she's like hey your son's gonna die tomorrow and he's like oh what and this, this, the, the, the dad's like freaking the fuck out and he's like I'm too close to help him how can I help him and the hag's like no I'm here to make my oath and he's like but you're there why can't you save him and she's like because I'm the one who sent the guy after him and the king's like why the fuck would you do this and she says it's because great leaders and men of destiny are created by what they experience and in order for Sigmar to become the man he has to be he has to experience greater loss than anyone that had come before him and so basically this hag was like I did this because it's the only way that Sigmar can become what he needs to be yeah. so to a basically certain extent Sig- by his best friend and, uh, this was like this, these books came up before end times were a thing and whatnot but realistically Sigmar being like the god king of men and AOS was all set in motion by some one old ass hag up in the fucking mountains living in a swamp <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> the butterfly effect. <laughs> butterfly effect. But like, but but that's why she did it. Uh, I would like to re- rename that to uh, Lord the of Change of- Effect. <laughs> the Hag Effect. <laughs> <laughs> All according to plan. Okay. But um so yeah, and so basically the the hag's like, "Hey, you have to, the how like your oath to me has to be the chaos leader. You have to go fight him. Not kill him. You have to fight him." And he's like, I'm going to kill that bitch. And she's like, I'm sure you will. Yeah. It's like, well, you're going to try. <laughs> but that's what your oath is. You have to go fight him. Yeah. And so how Garen comes after Sigmar is basically he's swimming in a in a river with um with not his wife, but basically he, he's like, I'm going to marry. It, it was Ravenna, Garen and <laughs> Garen's sister. He's like, when I'm king, I'll marry you. So they weren't married, but they basically were. They weren't betrothed. They were swimming naked in a river. <laughs> they was fucking. They weren't, but they had the morning prior. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, no. It, okay, there's a really watching. Funny... There was a sex scene in the book. It wasn't graphic, but there was a sex scene in the book. And watching Sigmar lay pipe freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> dude, no. Okay, no. So he reads this section, right? And he's like, what the fuck? And, he, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what's wrong? And he turns, and Jacob turns and looks at me. And he's like, dude, Sigmar's laying pipe. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, how old is he? And he's like, oh, well, I think he's 18 at the time. And I'm like, Okay, he's fucking 18. Like, how did you not see this coming? He's fucking 18. He's a prince. Of course he's laying pipe. And then he and then he comes back to me five minutes later. He's like, uh, I was wrong. He was 15. And, like, he also talks about the fact that he's already been experienced with women for several years now. And we're like, what? what? <laughs> well, it's not just that. It just kinda, it, it's just weird for me to read about Sigmar doing human things while being a human. Because, like, the majority of my experience with Sigmar is him being a god who fights other gods and does dumb god shit. It's like, it's man. It's like reading about the Emperor of Man having biological children. And it's like, no, it's what? Like, it's like reading about the Emperor of Mankind making a sandwich. It's like, what the fuck? You don't do human things. Stop it. Go fight Jesus or something. Stop eating popcorn in front of me. It's making me uncomfortable. 
You being humanized Dude, is okay. weird for me. No, now I just have an image of a custody standing next to the emperor while the emperor is just st- sitting there, like, watching a movie from the early 2000s eating popcorn, and this fucking custody is standing there just going, I have no idea what's going There's on. There's, like, four custodians behind, and he just, like, sucking up the remnants of a Coca-Cola. They're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> But it, it's humanizing the characters oh, okay. was really weird for me. Yeah. Just because, like, you've only seen him as this, like, all-powerful fucking god that yeah, dukes like, it out with the chaos gods and shit and yeah. fights Gorkamorka in a fucking canyon for three straight days and terraforms no, the correction. earth. Correction. Fights him on a plane and leaves out of the canyon. Yeah, so seeing him humanized was just weird. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm reading... And once again, it was a really tame sex scene, but it was a sex scene. But, like, I'm just watching the sex scene. I'm just like, oh, man, this makes me super uncomfy. <laughs> so, they're at the... So, Back to my point. They're swimming in a in a, in a river, and Garen comes out, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And Garen's like, "You killed my brother, you motherfucker! So now you die." And because Garen's a massive bitch, he had coated his his sword in poison. And even be that being said, Garen was a master swordsman. He would be yeah. what the Ropesman clan, like the Kislevites, would call a blade master. Like while Sigmar's walking around with big ass hammer, Garen is dummy thick with blades. Garen, in my opinion, is... You want another one? Yes, please. Garen, in my opinion, is kind of equivalent to Lucius the Eternal in 40K. Excuse me. As just being... Um, sorry, we were... With birth. Um, no, but Garen, in my opinion, or as I guess... I'll just call, I'll call him Azazel, whatever. Azazel, in my opinion, at least while a human, was akin to, in my opinion, Lucius the Eternal. Because yeah. they were both very egotistical and very, very vain. beautiful... Yeah. But they're also sword masters, and they're very yeah. martially proficient. So I kind of see the the, the parallels, the parallels there. Yeah, um, that's kind of an appropriate comparison too. Mm, but yeah, because they both fall to Slanesh. Yeah. Um, but so Sigmar is like naked, and like Ravina, I, I think it's Ravina or Ravina. If I'm fucking up the name, just don't at me. Is like swimming up back to the bank, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Kill my brother! I'm gonna kill you now." And Sigmar's like, "Well, I know." Sigmar's like, "I know I'm gonna die because I'm naked." <laughs> with no weapon. With no weapon. Yeah. And you're standing here like... Fully armored with a fucking... Po- with, with a blade that he does not know is covered in poison. But, but also knows that that's a blade master. But he's like, mine is the blood of kings and I will not bow to this. Yeah. So he, he starts like talking shit to fucking Garen there. He's like, you come my brother, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And Sigmar's like, if you were fucking half the man your brother was, you would have you would have dueled me fucking years ago. Not while I'm naked, you little bitch. And like, they start duking it out and he cuts Sigmar and Sigmar starts freaking the fuck out because he's poisoned now and realizes that he's, he's slathered his blood in fucking hemlock or something. And like, oh, look, I'm gonna die. But then... Thank you, thank you Mitchell. But then um, Ravina throws herself between Garen and Sigmar. And Garen... And realistically, at this point, Garen wasn't really Garen. He was more or less being controlled by the Chaos Gods. In at my this opinion. point, he was basically Azazel. Because um, he was like, fuck you, you're, oh, he was talking to his sister, he's like, fuck you, 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 you whore yourself to the man who killed our brother, all you want to do is spread your legs for him, and he killed Trinovatis, and how fucking dare you. So, she throws herself. Dude, just open the beer normally. No! <laughs> I keep seeing this online and I want to try it, but these tops don't want to cooperate. Jesus Christ. Um, so, she throws herself between Garen and Sigmar, and Garen fucking shoves his sword through her gut. Just straight mercs her. Straight mercs her. Oh, yeah. Like, dead as fuck. And Sigmar basically... Remember, this is his sister. Yeah. And, and it, well, what's funny is that there's been a couple times prior in the book where Sigmar had felt like the red mist of, like, berserker. Like, like that yeah. anger kind of, like, flood his body. He, he, but he's always been like, I'm not a berserker. I'm an, I'm an Urnbrogan, so I'm going to, like, yeah. focus my rage and, like, fight. Like a yeah, fo- keep in like mind, warrior. these people are only, like, two steps away from barbarians. 
Well, there also are some southern tribes that do do berserker shit, but they don't, like, eat people like the Norse do. Yeah. But, so, but like, basically, Ravina gets stabbed, and he's like, cool, fucking, I would like to rage, please, and goes into a blood rage. Because the barbarian's turn. What would you like to do? Well, also, Ravina also, like, rips the sword from, um, from Garen, because, you know, it's in her. Yeah. And he's, he's a defenseless, so Sigmar pounces on him and starts, like, choking him to death. Even though he's like, even though he's like has poison in him and it's causing his muscles to contort and like spasm, he's like, fuck you. Uh, adrenaline's a hell of a drug and I am fueled by nothing but pure hate and start choking Garen to death. But he sees in Garen's eyes that the man that Garen was is basically fighting against the what I would what I would call the corrupting powers of chaos yeah. and losing. Yeah. And while and while he's choking Garen to death, he literally sees what was Garen get just fall into the pits of chaos, essentially. Yeah. And fully get taken over by Azazel, and like his fucking smiles a real devilish grin and like throws Sigmar off him and he's like, Fuck you, bitch, you're gonna die now and fucks off and mm. to a certain extent I also I almost I almost see parallels between that and Horus. Because, yeah, like, to bit. a certain extent, like, Horus wasn't fully bad. He was just so corrupted by the Chaos Gods mm. that he couldn't see what he had become until he was dying. 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 Yeah. Kind of the same thing, like, the man that Garen was f- finally fled when Sigmar was going to kill him. Yeah. And, uh... Because, like, he finally realizes what he's done. Like, he's just killed his sister. I don't think he realized it. I just think that it was more like a quinky dink. Like, that was just when Garen finally was like, I can't fight this anymore. Yeah. But um, because he he sh- yeah sure he showed zero remorse when he killed when he killed um Ravenna Ravenna. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Do you want one? Um. If I was going to drink a beer, I probably needed to do it earlier when I ate something. I was like a heartburn. Okay. But thank you, Rafa. <sighs> um. Spoiler alert: We're drinking beer. So Garen Supporto. Garen fucks off, and Sigmar's body gets dumped in the fucking river, and. Is not is not is not great. He gets fished out by a fisherman and goes on and whatnot. But yeah, it's, so I'm um, guessing he survives the poison. Well, yeah, I would certainly fucking hope so, considering you know there's a whole ass game based off of him. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, it has his um, name. So it's really important from this period of time because by this time when this was happening, Sigmar's dad was actually dead. Not quite yet, but it's about to happen. Oh um, yeah, because he's, he's fighting no, that chaos. Changes. No, I believe that he died first. Or, not chaos because okay, because right. I haven't gotten Sigmar, that far in the book. But yes, it's yeah. heavily. I haven't read the for but just from like foreshadowing, it's very heavily implied that his father had to die to that chaos warrior for Sigmar to live for some reason. It's because when Sigmar was going down the river, he kind of entered a gray world, mm-hmm. um, and he found his dad there, mm-hmm. um, and they had to fight off what were i believe chaos warriors or something like that uh, norsey people barbarians yeah um and he had it in like all the dead people that were from his tribe as well that were like the warriors they're fighting off th- I, I don't know what it was meant to be but like well, it, it, so- it sounds like they were on the they were on moore's doorstep the, the yeah. border between life and death and he needed his father there to help him fight to live yeah. Quick clarification <laughs> more is the human god of death yeah because so, he was essentially killed sigmar was essentially killed by a chaos follower so maybe he needed his father there to help him fight yeah. back from death yeah. yeah um so that so his dad died and then he came back after all of that so, like, he defeated everything with his dad and his followers that all died in the battle against the Norsi. Um, then he woke up. Kind of oh, like man, this is, like, Legion of the Dam territory here. It's just, the Legion it's of the really Damned. sad. And what, what really sucks, something that's really, something that's really cool, I like, 
I really like how they wrote Sigmar in this because Sigmar doesn't suffer from hero complex. What I call hero complex is like, this is the best example that I got. There's a point in the story where like, he, he's seeing some kids who are training on like the training field to be warriors and one kid gets cut in his forearm really bad, like through the muscle, like a really bad cut. And he goes to like, help the kid out and he's like what the fuck y'all are training with sharpened blades what the fuck are y'all doing and the training master i forget his name but he was also like besides the point he was also like well no no it's not about the point because he wasn't like some random training dude he was oh, his, okay. he was his father's champion very oh. important oh so he was the the marshal of he was the marshal of the reich yes yeah and so he was like i never trained with blades and garen was there and Gar- this is before garen did the head ass shit and garen was like well i was the one who said we should trade with real blades so that these the kids can learn the value of pain mm-hmm. And um, the because yeah, pain is one of the pain is one of the best teachers. Well, yeah, what if the it Marshall, hurts, don't do it. What again. the Marshall Reich said is they're gonna fuck up. It's gonna hurt, and they're not gonna fuck up again. And most hero complex heroes would be like, "Oh no, you're hurting children. Don't do that." Uh. And like to a certain extent, in a in a modernized civilized society, I get that. But Sigmar was like, "No, I'm not gonna berate y'all. I just wanted to know why y'all are doing it." And it yeah, make, no. and it makes sense. Like the training this needs is very the, much a society. the training needs to be harsh because this world we live in is fucked. Yeah, this is very much a society where like. You, you hit 15 years of age, and, like, you're a fucking adult. You're expected to go off to war. Even before that, Sigmar had been in battles before. Yeah. Not as big as the one he had when he was 15, but really, it's like, he was 12, 13 years old. He was killing orcs. Yeah. No, so, like, this world is harsh. So, it's like, he's a good person, but it's tempered by logic. Yeah. Which I... It, it, well, logic... It's, it's tempered by his circumstances. It, yes. And it, it's just it was just good to see his, his, him written that way, because it just makes sense, and I, th- and I think it was a good way to write. It could have been really easy to have Sigmar just fall into, like, the, I am the hero, and no bad things are gonna happen, and I'm gonna save everybody, and woo, and it's like this, that that, that, that ain't Warhammer. Yeah, that's not how this That works. ain't the world you live in, so, like, while it sucks, it's necessary, and I like that the writing reflects that. And another thing that he does is that because Sigmar's whole thing is, like, I want to build an empire, every time he comes upon a problem, he thinks about a way to solve it as if he was already leading an empire. Like, there's one point where he walks up on Ubershrike, which is a town, and everyone's fucking dead. And they're like, man, this might not have been, this might not have gone down this way if the farmers could have protected themselves. And they're like, well, we made sure every warrior has a sword. And Sigmar's like, no, every man needs to have a sword. And we need to make sure they have the skill to use that sword at least a little bit. Yeah, at and least so they can defend themselves. And they're themselves. like, but that's impossible. And he's like, I'm going to fucking make it possible. And when my father returns from war and I don't have to do all this like leading the world, leading my tribe shit, I'm going to find a way to make that system real. <clears throat> yep. Because how can an empire exist if it can't defend itself? Yep. And that's a way of thinking how to fix the problem at an imperial scale, not just my tribe yeah and every problem he's come across because there, there's multiple examples i could give that's just the, that's just the most recent one where he thinks about solving problems at an imperial level not just a tribal leader level yeah like the one time he had all the smiths come so that the dwarf there could teach them all how to forge iron so they can't so they're not just using bronze yep um uh, agua sorry i was drinking some water so that was a really important thing because that's kind of how Azazel formed, because I think you see Azazel again in the second or third book. Uh, you see him again at the start of the third. Gotcha. I know that. Um, Sorry. You're all good. And so, father dies. Jacob's he, trying to play footsies with me. Well, Mitchell's not responding. <laughs> My foot's way over here. I know. It's disgusting. Jacob. Let's uh, get him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. But, uh, so... The next big, like, big, big fight is um, the, the fight of Blackfire Pass. 
and that and that that's a really big one because that's like the forging of the empire because basically there's a massive orc wog coming down the Blackfire Pass, and it was the fir- it was the first big cooperation between Where men is and Black. Or actually, no, that doesn't really matter. Well, no, no, I mean Blackfire Pass. It is literally. It is the only. It, it is the only way into the empire from the south without either going through Bretonia. Or crossing the mountains. Every other oh, and, is that and the pass that? Um, okay, if you're playing Total War, you know where Balthazar Gelt starts. Yeah, and you know Averheim, the the sigil. It, it, it's the black sigil with the sun. Yeah, and you know that fucking pat, like the sigil, you know that, that pass right here, all those jagged rocks and shit. Yeah, it's, that's it's the Blackfire. Fort, it's the fort that. Um, no, there's no there's no fort on Blackfire Pass. Balthazar Gelt's fort is to the left of it. But that big ass oh, pass the right, okay, that's yeah, Blackfire no, no, no Pass. Yep, 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 it's yep. the <coughs> it's the only unguarded it's the only unguarded way into the Empire from the south. Gotcha. Because okay, okay. Before Black Blackfire Pass, um, Blackfire Pass, um, he got the remaining of what was the um, who were sword oath, like his sword brothers, sword brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went to go massacre all the Norsey. This is when. The, that's when all the Norsey were absolutely murdered. No, no, no. Man, no, no. woman, after, child. That comes after Blackfire. No, 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 no. Well, I know there's two. No, so, I know it, or does he do it twice? Well, no, they, twice, because I know oh, that God. he murders the Norsey and pushes them back, and then they come back. And yeah. then he has to go oh. murder them again. I, th- oh. I think. I think. Once again, if I'm wrong, don't at me. So, um, Wait, the look. Battle of Blackfire Pass is when he actually got majority of the Empire actually kind of together. Yeah, that was when the Empire was, like, Founded technically because that was when all of the tribe of the south were like, he's our emperor. Like, yeah, he's the like, man who will make the empire. Yeah, and that was when the dwarves were like, we homies for life. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, no, so he the, does it twice. Okay, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, okay, so, that, so the fact that he has to do it twice—it's it's the fucking chaos god. You can't beat him. They never go no, away. It's just the fact that he has here's to. My, no, 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 he has to genocide the Norsey twice, no, 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 and they no, no, no. still here's don't my fucking thing. die. Here's my thing. How the fuck do they breed that fast? <laughs> I don't. That's why how I'm the so fuck confused. do they make that many people that quickly? Slanesh. Oh, fucking apparently. <laughs> just seems like <laughs> oh, oh no, God. we've been genocided. Well, bring in the reserves, and it's just like <laughs> everyone has Jesus's fucking respawn timer. <laughs> and three days later, <laughs> they fucking replenish everyone who died. And it's just like how the fuck does this keep ha- I just cleaned up this mess why can't it fucking stay clean no to give you an idea uh so whenever we're talking about them cleaning out the Dorsey that happens in the third book again and so I was like no you're talking about the third book already like we're skipping the whole book here and then they t- and then like sure as shit Mitchell pulls up his notes and he's like no it happens here too and I'm like Jesus Christ the Dorsey fuck like rabbits apparently I fucking guess well, to be fair, they are cannibals, so, like, you breed a bunch of kids, you can't feed them all, like, kill a couple, you know, now you get some more. If you cook babies, paprika is the best, it, it is the babies best. Babies are the most tender. It is, it is, the babies are the most tender, and paprika is the best spice. And I learned that from my teacher in high school. <laughs> that's not me being fucked up. Dude, no, that's, uh, no, but the whole, like, babies are the most tender, that's a line from Snowpiercer, which is one of my favorite dystopian uh, movies. The show, the show, the show or the movie? The fucking movie. I heard the show was kind of ass. That wouldn't surprise me. I haven't seen it, but that, I haven't seen it because Snowpiercer the movie with Chris Evans was so, so good. good. It was fucking weird though. Oh no, it was weird as shit, but it was so good. Baby's the most. Time. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, we're back on a tangent. Oh, we're talking about Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. With Chris Evans. I yeah, because yeah. Movie. What was that so one scene good. when Chris Evans was like, "Yeah, that one guy only has one leg because I ate it." <laughs> oh yeah, no. 
Um, uh, sp- spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen Snowpiercer, shit, I'm sorry. Thanks. Well, there's a show, too. I just haven't watched the show. I've heard it's out there. Yeah, that's about all I've heard about it. But no, the Chris Evan movie was so good. Ironically enough, dude, it's that because that cockroach of... scene fucked me up. Oh, dude, fuck that. But no, ironically enough, the the scene at the very end of the first Avengers movie when they're in the shawarma house and Chris Evans is yeah, sitting there with because his hand. He, he, he has a snowpiercer snow beard. He had a snowpiercer beard, yeah. but he didn't want to shave it, so he had to just have it block his face and he couldn't eat. Yeah, no. They put a they put a like a, a they got a close approximation prosthetic, put it on his face, but then it wouldn't hold in place because of his he's beard. His so he has hand. to hold he it there with his, his hand. But that also kind of makes sense because everyone's so fucking tired that Chris Evans just looks like he's taking a nap. Yeah. He just need a little nap poo. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, Norse Dennis decided and then we have Blackfire Pass and that's a bit because that was the first that was the if I remember correctly, I think that was the first cooperation in a battle between men and dwarves. Yeah, and it cemented Sigmar as the emperor, basically. And it was the fir- It was essentially the founding of uh, the empire. Well, when you when you see a man jump off a cliff into a pile of orcs and not and die and, and kill proceed, all of them and proceed to ki- see him kill hundreds. Well, it, it was I believe it was just a hundred. You kind of go. That's still a fucking lot. Yeah, for you, one you, man with a hammer. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. I mean. And thinking you, about my total war days when one kid would get 3,000 kills. Oh that's God. a lot, right? <laughs> you, you just, you kind of sit there and go, huh, I may feel inspired to charge. It's like, <laughs> I think I'll kill one orc. Looking at Sigmar screaming, murdering orcs left and right. Maybe I'll kill two. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the 12-year-old boy holding a spear that's way too big for him, shitting his pants, looks over at Sigmar. I can fight God today. <laughs> uh, so... um. Yeah, Blackfire passed. Sigmar was ready to fight God or become him. Um, well, he definitely ended up becoming him. Yeah. Both, actually, because he fought in a gash before he became a god, so I would say yeah. he did both, actually. Well, just S- not at Blackfire. Listen, Sigmar is a dirty fucking overachiever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so they win the they win the battle of Blackfire Pass, which, and basically the Orc Wog was like, if we don't stop it here, we're all going to fucking die. It was massive. And um, so that solidified the em- him as emperor, the empire, if his friendship with dwarves, and that was when Alric was like, "By the way, I'm a runesmith. I'm gonna make you magic swords." Dur, dur, dur. And that's kind of what the first book's about. And um, yeah, it's just really good book. I really enjoyed it. Really good. I, I really, I just really enjoy. I forget. I think the the author's name is Graham McNeil. Yeah, I think Graham McNeil writes this entire trilogy. I've and never. Like, oh I've, my god, he's such I've a I've never read read his shit before, so I don't know if he's like. So I can't say he's amazing author. I, I, I haven't read his other shit, but just from how he's writing this book so far, I've really enjoyed how he's doing. If it. I remember correctly, he also wrote book nine of the Horse Heresy uh, Mechanicum, and Mechanicum is one of my favorite books in the Horse oh, Heresy. Oh, was that was that the book where we had the the the, the death of Titans? Uh, no, that's not Titan Death. Not enough. No, Titan Death is its own book. No, that's that's the the book about the schism. And, oh, and the, and the mechanic the night, split. The, the, the night of split. Uh, the uh, the night of shit. I want to say it's called a thousand tears, but I know I'm wrong. No, no, that's something else. Uh, the night. <laughs> Fuck. All I can think of now is the night of broken glass, and that's not right either. <laughs> that book is porn, Philip. <laughs> it, no, it, no, no, bro. The night of broken glass is whenever no, the Nazis no, 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 like no, 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 burned no. all the Jews. No, but the, the, the book you're reading is called like th- a throne of broken glass, right? No, it's bro- uh, a, uh, a, oh. a court of silver fire. Oh, okay. I, 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 I thought it, I thought I thought the book called a throne of broken glass, and I'm like, stop bringing up your porn book, Philip. <laughs> Do we want to Take explain what Heldenhammer Hammer actually means? Oh yeah, we could go for it. Um, so. <laughs> Um, Listen, he's not talking a lot, but he has to talk a little. I, I do have to talk a little, I, or I'm just going to be coughing up a... Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Please continue. So, 
I would say that's probably where Sigmar really got his name, Heldon Hammer. They say Sigmar Heldon Hammer. <laughs> Heldon Hammer. Yeah, from Holden a Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Holden Hammer. Yeah, um, they, it said he that he was hammer. reborn as Holden like Hammer that, on his dooming I day. I feel like that's okay. a euphemism for a penis. But um, holding my hammer. <laughs> um, no, Harry the hammer. But I no, believe that'd be holding the spear. I, I believe in German, Holden Hammer means like hammer of war, or the war oh, hammer. War hammer. Oh my god. Oh, oh, war hammer. But they I, said the thing. They said the thing. Roll credits. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> In fantasy, Helen Hammer actually means hammer of goblins. <laughs> Fuck greenskins. Hammer of the goblins, yes. Fuck, Fuck greenskins. Green <laughs> so, that's kind of probably where he really cemented his name as Helen Hammer. Oh, oh so yeah, definitely. Right I know, you got the precious kitty. You got the Hephaestus. I have the vibe. Excellent. Uh, so, so, where do we go from here? Um, really, it's kind of, it's really the start of his reign. Mm -hmm. Um, really, I think the most notable part about his reign before he actually gets into like fighting Nagash and whatnot is he's, he gets the crown. Um, what's that crown? Oh, the crown, uh, the crown of sorcerers. Yeah. The crown of sorcerers. Um, that'll be important. And he actually will remember that (laughs) he actually starts to go mad because of it. Yeah. That's, Um, that's what I heard. That's um, what I read in part of my research. He actually, Sigmar sentenced, <coughs> like, one of his best friends to death to, like, the marshes. To, like, you're just going to go die out there. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, nah, I'm going to fight you now instead. Um, Sigmar, and, eat a Snickers. You're not you you're hungry. <laughs> like, during this fight, he actually truly saw himself going mad. Um, like from an outside perspective, and he just like it took all of his effort just to rip the crown. Oh, off so of he it. was wearing it. Yes, yeah. he oh, was. No. For a while, Sigmar wears the crown of sorcerers, and it's what made him go mad. Yeah, we uh, we don't figure out until later what the crown of sorcerers is, but yes, yeah. it's a very it is a crown that grants you immense magical power. Yeah, but also drives you fucking insane. Oh, so it's just a sort of cane for your head. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, except instead of like cane bullshit rage magic it's death magic and yeah that will be but it, it, later. it does give you a power boost though yeah very much i so. forget why he wore the crown because uh, it's a very potent magical crown oh so it wasn't a re- it was just like make me stronger and i, I have i have to protect my empire think so yeah. yes also it's, it's a crown you're a king why would you not wear it exactly it, it was made by nagash right he mean, probably didn't we, know that. we were going to talk about that later but yes i didn't know <laughs> i'm sorry i was asking Okay, does it make Nagash go mad, or is it just it's so magically potent that, like, unless you're it's, Nagash... It's Nagash's crown, imbued with his magic. So, basically, unless you're capable of actually... No, unless you're Nagash. <laughs> okay, so it's not, like, a power thing. It's true. No, if you're not Nagash, you're going to go insane. Yeah, because this is the this is the last piece of Nagash's uh, power that is still um, wandering around the mortal, the mortal realm. I find it fucking hilarious, because, like, the three, four, or maybe five times that Nagash gets rezzed before end times, basically the entire thing is, I'm gonna go get all my shit, and then he dies in the process of getting all of his shit, and it's almost always the crown. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. There was one time where he just got murked almost immediately by someone who was, like, waiting for him, like it was fucking Jeepers Creepers 2, and he was sitting there with a fucking (laughs) shotgun waiting for Nagash to wake up on the wall. With the farmers, like, sitting there with a shotgun. I think at one time he woke up, and someone was like, no! And he just got fucking annihilated. But every other time, he's like, I got my shit, gonna go get my crown. <laughs> Spoiler, he never gets the crown. Yeah, yeah it never does. Yeah. 
So, um, do we want to go you ahead imagine and- waking up the fourth time, having failed to get your crown four fucking times, waking up just, like, mad as fuck? Just like, I'm awake! Fuck! <laughs> just the whole thing. <laughs> What's wrong? I have to get my fucking crown again! <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, oh, no, d- doesn't, uh, don't the Norsi invade again? Oh, yeah. Wait, fuck, does yeah, he get his again. crown end times? Probably. That's probably why he murders everybody. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, it's the Norsi, they come, it's Cormac this time. Oh, that's an important one. I think I think Cormac, that rings a bell. I think he's a pretty powerful war leader, isn't he? Cormac. I no, think so. No, is he? No, he's not never chosen, is he? No, because no, more... Uh, I could have sworn there was one of the Everton called... More cards first. I could have sworn there was an Everton called Cormac. Maybe one of his descendants? Maybe, I don't know. I might just be tripping. Uh, I can quickly look up who Cormac was, because Cormac Bloodaxe. Wait, no, that does sound familiar. Real fast, do you know who murders Harry the Hammer in End Times? Who? It's 100% Vlad. <laughs> Get Vlad. <laughs> fucking annihilates him. Oh my him. god, that's so funny. Well, because he hates the undead. That's his whole shtick, yeah. is he fucking hates the undead. No, that's so funny, because in Total War, he has all those massive buffs against undead, and then it's fucking Vlad that kills him in End Times. That's amazing. What well, happens to his hammer, though? What happens to the Warhammer? I mean... The world that was is gone, Philip. I think you know the answer to that question. Galvaros made him. Why can't the war ever be? There he isn't as important as this. Um, I'm sorry. No, Cormac well, apparently off. turned into a bloodthirster. Ah. ah that's, that might, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's. That, Wait, he turns that, into a bloodthirster? Do the chaos gods do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I guess Listen, they do in were, fantasy, yeah. If you were a normal-ass dude and Quorn was like, have a piece of my soul, you're going to die, turn to a chaos spawn, or turn to a fucking bloodthirster. Those are your options. Well, I, no, it's just surprising because like in 40k, it's like, oh, here's a piece of my soul. Your two routes are either turn into a demon prince or turn into chaos spawn. It's never like, hey, do you want to be a bloodthirster? Because like, I'd be okay with being a bloodthirster. Well, I mean... This constant rage. Realistic. Well, yeah, but like then I don't have to think about shit. Realistically. I see, I, I see meat bag, I stab meat bag. Uh, it's that simple. It, it's like if, the, it's, it, if you're a demon prince though, like you actually gotta dude, think about shit. All I'm shit. saying it, it's, is it's like the um quote, um Ah yes, we seem to be surrounded. Well that simplifies things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Realistically, if Philip was to be a bloodthirster, he would just be weaponized ADHD. <laughs> Dude, no, I could never make it as a bloodthirster. I'm too horny for that shit. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, the remember the email? Um Via, 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 fuck, whatever, email, email, oh, have y'all not take a shot, it? take a shot, have right there, take it? a shot. Have y'all not caught it? I've been saying that this entire time. No, I have, that one was rough. <laughs> yeah. I've been quiet with my vape hits, though, so you're about nine shots behind. <clears throat> well, no, but it, 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 shut up. He might die. <laughs> That's not my problem. Who's gonna, <laughs> take, who's gonna take care of the cat? Dude, that oh, cat looks gruff yeah, as fuck. <laughs> that cat can take care of itself. <laughs> Thank you for the emo. We love you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, building the empire. Norse invade again. Cormac is the leader. That's what it is, basically. That's pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. and they, they fight. You know, Sigmar wins. Then Go it's figure. and then it's into the third book. So yeah, no, after all this shit happens. As anything with any trilogy, the second book really never matters. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, 
Catching Fire is my favorite book of the Hunger Game Hunger Game series, though. Okay, Hunger Games is different though because the third the like the everything third after the second matter. book kind of goes to shit. The third book in that series doesn't matter. Okay, good. I was like, wait a minute, I love Catching Fire though. <laughs> yeah, no, Catching Fire was really good. Um, oh man, you know what series I actually really love from that author? What Gregor the Overlander? Oh my god, it's one of it's my the fa- same author, but like no one knows about Gregor was, the Overlander, it was, but it's so good. It was because it, it was her first series. Yeah, but it's so fucking good. It's, it, it's kind of like if you like the Seven Realm series, the Shadow Realm series by William Chima. Willa. Willa Cinda Chima, I think. Willem, yeah, it's something like that. Her first series. Remember the Warrior Air? That book? The Warrior Air? Oh my god. That's her I first series. That that's her yes. first that's her first series, yeah. That's the one where where the dude he's he's born a wizard, but then they swap out his the gym in his chest for Yeah, a and they fuck with one, him right? and the, yeah, there's the Warrior's Hair, Sorcerer's Air, and it kinda goes on and on. It's a different character over time and yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh my god, that's Should book we start so a book good. club? No, please. I You can reread all the books that you read. If we're trying to go through the emotional trauma again we're starting a, like okay hold on hold on, hold on hold on second podcast patreon book club there we go <laughs> perfect we get paid for it <laughs> uh, i am i recommend first book for the book club i'm the messenger love that book it was actually a book I've heard that one. it was recommended me by i'm sure ah really good book i'm not gonna go into it because like we're an agency podcast but like it's a we can talk about it after it's a really good book oh my god dude um one of my favorite books is uh, Hyperion, I think is what it's called. That book's wacky as fuck. Well, and it's got like sequels to it, but the first book's just so good. I, I never bothered to read the, the second or third one. Something that's fucking hilarious about the, the Gregor the Overlander is like the first book's like, yay, kid fantasy, young adult, super fun. And the second one's, hey, it's a little darker, but hey, it's fun. Third, <laughs> third book, uh, as we gut this person and it's gut spill everywhere and bloody fucking violence, me reading this just for the first time. Who hurt you? <laughs> it grew the with the audience. The, the rats. rats. But no, because the first two books are like, oh man, the second one's kind of dark and it's a little, a little rough. I, I, I would like to say it grew with the audience. Y- yeah, it no, really, really did. Like the first book was really fun and the second book was a little dark, but okay, still fun. Did you have a third book was like gruesome violence and I was like, Jesus Christ. And then it just gets fucking worse. Did you? And the fifth book is like, all of my friends are dead. Ha ha! Did you ever learn Scratch? <sighs> You remember that? They actually yes. broke it down in the book. Yes, I try, but I'm stupid. <laughs> Dude, I, I actually like learned to scratch. Every now and then I'll go back and reread Overland. Like it's well below my, read- my reading level, but I just love it. It's yeah, I no, just it's love good. it. It's one of those books that like, yeah, it's below your reading level. But also it's like just it's fun. just such a good what series. What fucks me up though is the change of narrative because you go from Gregor the Overlander to Hunger Games, and Gregor the Overlander is told by like an by like a um a, uh, a, narrator. a narrator. It's like, Gregor does this. So-and-so does this. But Hunger Games is, is from Katniss' perspective. Yeah. And like if I go from Catching Fire to Gregor, the first book is readjusting. Because the first book, I'm like, why do you keep saying Gregor like you're not him? <laughs> it, 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 it hurts my brain. It, like, yeah. occasionally, sometimes it makes me go cross-eyed. I'll have to reread one page like nine times. Like, this will make sense eventually, I promise. Dude, oh my god. Okay, no, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks recently. And the series I'm currently really? listening to... Shut the fuck up. The series Every I'm currently... time I ride in the car with this bitch. Hey, do you want to read, listen to the audiobook? I'm 17 books in, and this book's 946 pages. But here, let me explain the first 16 books so you can listen to this book currently and know what the fuck's going okay, on. Okay, and I'm like, to be fair, Philip has a really good summary. That, no, that's <laughs> except for Warhammer 40K. <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's and that's accurate. fine. That's cool. But like, I get about three hours into his explanation of the first 16 books, and I'm just like, God, if you're there, kill me. <laughs> yeah, that was us. And Have uh, him swerve into uh, oncoming traffic <laughs> and fucking end me. 
That was us in the wheel of time. Oh, yes! <laughs> hey, I got neighbors. Yes. No screaming. Yes, it was. <laughs> no. I know I will never read the wheel of time because I know how the fucking story goes. Beginning, middle, end. I know. All of it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's that's accurate. This has been Bitching with Cersei. Sponsored by Lorecast. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, the current series I'm reading, I'm now on the fifth book with the third narrator, and it fucks with me so hard. This is an Age of Sigmar podcast. Let's continue. <laughs> Go die, Mitchell. I was waiting uh, for I I am prepared to die. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> put, the, put the thing back where it came from, or so help me. Remember, vertical for results. <laughs> We here at Lorecast Eternals do not condone suicide. <laughs> <sighs> I love that's a joke that nobody ever gets. And that's how it should fucking and stay, that's how it Mitchell. Should fucking stay, Mitchell. <laughs> All right. We had to redo, what, 30 minutes of an episode because of that? Yep. Yep. Before we learn what editing things out was. <laughs> yep. Fuck. <sighs> Third book, go. <sighs> okay. So the start of the third book is Sigmar committing genocide for the hey! second fucking time. He yes, really doesn't let's like go. <laughs> yeah, no. Literally, they talk about how they go into Norsi. And so when Sigmar was growing up, he had very much been like, you know, all men should work together for the betterment of mankind. Norsi are not And then he'd look men. at the Norsi and be like, yeah, they're men. And then literally everyone else would turn and look at him and go, no, they're not. No, they're not men. They are not men. Do not do not try and negotiate with them. Do not try and work with them. They are not men. And, you know, for a while there, Sigmar was like, oh, well, I don't really think that. And then he has to fight Norseys. This time around, he looks at the Norsey and go, I'm fucking tired of your bullshit. And they proceed to literally go town to town, village to village, and slaughter every single man, woman, and child and raise all of their villages to the ground. Sigmar. They cross the oceans, <laughs> or they cross the frozen sea, and proceed to just commit mass genocide. Sigmar walking into the Norskin Mountains. It smells like bitch in here. <laughs> yeah, no. And they proceed to... Anon- he takes the entirety of his force to do this. And they just slaughter everyone. You know how the Norseys feel about this? They finally acknowledge the Empire as a worthy foe. He literally murders their children, and they go, all right, this might be a worthy fight. Wow. Just to give you an idea of how the Norsey, like, the Norsey mentality, it's fucked. It's so fucked. What I'm hearing is Sigmar had to act like a Norse kid for the Norse to realize they might not be bitches down there. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, yeah, it's that. It's that's really what seeds uh, the Norskin belief. Of, like, the Empire is our enemy. Not just somewhere to raid, but truly our enemy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's all that beer. I've just been gassy all day. I don't know why. It's all the cheese. Probably is. Yeah. Did I mention I'm lactose intolerant? <laughs> oh, God. sneak up on you. I mean, if, I mean realistically. I, I'm, I'm not. If you consume enough dairy, one day you might be. Lord knows my milk drinking ass is probably heading there sometime. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I'm amazed I'm that James isn't. <laughs> just, and I love the, the fact. podcast. What the fuck? 
I love how he was insulted so bad by just saying, dare you drink a glass of water. <laughs> to be fair, Jeremy did say lukewarm water, but still. Oh my god, it's Luke, not that bad. We're drinking water Luke, at room temperature. Yeah, we're Luke, drinking lukewarm Luke right now. Lukewarm tap water. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, Bastrop water got hella calcium. It'll help your bones. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's way better than Brian oh, water. Fastest. Are you staring at demons again? Oh man, I need to... <laughs> talking about water, I need to be... You're the main guy for the third We're going to be really quiet and just listen to Philip P. and give him anxiety. <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pee on you. <laughs> the restroom is um, very Chocolate close. rain. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me laugh, damn it. Uh, oh, fuck. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, what are some um, interesting Sigmar facts that you have found in your notes? Because you read a little, you, you read a little farther than I. Because I was Get some background on the gash. That too. Because I, I just sucked to my book, and you read, read a little farther ahead than I did. So. I read half of this wiki. That was really about it, Bruh. Dude, that took me. No, you're forever. sick. You're sick. You're sick. I'll give it to you. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Fine. The gash facts. The gash facts. Um, he sucks. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, Nagash created the first vampire, which is Neferata. Um, I don't know. I think the most interesting fact um, is Arcan laid pipe with Neferata. What we got out of him is is um, Nagash made the first vampire and Arcan the Black laid pipe with Neferata. Them's the Nagash facts we got. Yep. Wait, what does that have to do with Nagash? Nagash made Neferata, so I guess Arcan was fucking Nagash's daughter to a certain extent. I don't I know. Gotta, I don't know. Okay, well, that was interesting. <laughs> Continuing. Moving on. So yeah, uh, Nagash... Was Nagash human? <laughs> I always forget Nagash this. started off as a Nekaharan, um member of the Mortuary Cult. Yeah, he was That's the... Right. So he was a firstborn, but the process of being the firstborn, you were automatically told yeah, the mortuary cult. I'm pretty sure. Yes, and it was your secondborn that would rule. But oh, but he okay. was always bitter about the fact that he wasn't going to rule, and he felt that as the firstborn, he should rule. And they were like, "But that's not our custom." So Nagash was like, "Fine, fuck you. I'm going to become an eternal skeleton bone daddy death god and kill you all in fucking five thousand years." Mm-hmm. One of my favorite pieces of the Gash lore is after he was exiled from Nekahar at one point in time, he found some Skaven who had, like, warp stone inside of them because they'd eat it, and he, like, killed a Skaven and, like, drank its blood. Or just ate it because he was like, mmm, tasty, tasty warp stone. Yeah. Huh. That's actually you know. That's actually why he Nagash made... Nagash is whack. That's why Nagashazar is... Nagashazar is where Nagashazar is specifically because there is a gigantic deposit of warp stone in that particular piece of the mountain range. And that's why Skaven try and fuck with it constantly. That's why Gash is like, abandon all hope ye who enter here, because there'd be death magic fucking everywhere. I think at one point he like animates rats to dig up fucking warp zone for him. And every time rats come to fuck with his shit, they just die instantly, and then he reanimates them to start digging up warp zone. <laughs> that's amazing. I use the rat to kill the rat. <laughs> and then I use the rat to get the warp stone. That then draws in the rat. <laughs> yep. It... <laughs> The ever living cheese. <laughs> Legend would be proud. <laughs> All right, God King. Okay, God King. Genocides the Norsi. Genocides the Norsi, and while he's up there, shit starts going weird. For him or for the Empire? 
for the Empire. Shit starts going weird. Like, really weird. Okay, like, like weird, good, weird, ha-ha, Death weird, winds bad. start blowing from the south. Okay. And yeah. everybody's like, that's a little weird. Mm, that's not... And then the dead start coming, and they're like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, um, the dead just start flooding into the Empire on all fronts. And everyone's like, oh, this is fucked. So the dead start flooding, <laughs> and they are just wrecking shit. And uh, Sigmar finally hears about this, and he's like, oh, shit, I need to get back to... Uh, I always want to call it Altdorf. Reich's... Red. Um, Reichsdorf. Reichsdorf, Reichsdorf does become Altdorf, so it doesn't really yeah, that, matter. Well, I always want to call it Altdorf, but like technically that's not the right thing. It doesn't really anyway. matter. You can use both interchangeably. You can interchange both of them. Oh, you, I need to double check my notes, make you, sure I'm saying things right. Do you want to do the whole like that one tribe that was nomadic and the dead were like, where the fuck are you? And they were like, right. Oh here no, we'll get dead. to that. We'll oh, get to that. Okay, okay. We'll, gotcha. We will get to that. But yeah. So, hmm. Bro, get a hold of yourself. God, I don't. Are know you why. fucking okay? Do you need I, I some tums? No, it's it's. It's not fucking acid. I'm just really burpy today. Yeah, I don't know I don't why. Think, you haven't drank in a while, so maybe your body's just like, oh, look, booze. Yeah, except I was burping before that. I'm going to blame the cheese. Yeah. The cheese that's my blame. Text. No, I'm going to blame the that shitty drink. I mean, when y'all uh, leave, I'm just going to make myself a quesadilla. No, I'm going to blame that shitty uh, trashy trailer park. Yeah. I feel so bad because yours looked kind of small, too, and mine was, like, hulking, and I was like, I'm throwing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, at least the Democrat was good. Which really sucks. I was like, man, mine's but delicious. We're talking about like, tacos. That was the worst goddamn trailer park I ever had, and I was like... Tacos at Torchies <laughs> are really good tacos. Except Dude, when they're not. that brush fire was really Dude, good. Dude, the mop... Because it was nice and spicy, but the mango was sweet and kind of dulled the spice. Oh, so, like, it was, no, there is, it was there is one important thing I forgot. It was a pleasant spice. There were very few survivors of the North Sea Genocide... Do you, do you but want two of them it? were Azazel and Morkar. At that point, I think Azazel is still technically Garen yes. in name. But yeah, it was, remember Garen? It was Garen and Morkar. So what will become the first ever chosen and what will become the Demon Prince Azazel, the favorite of Slanesh, are the only two oh, to survive yeah. a fucking course. Because wasn't he up there to look for Garen as well? Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. Yeah, no. So the uh, a big part of the reason that he heads north is specifically to find uh garen gideon what the fuck is his name garen garen thank you and i'm so we murder him yeah that had been a large part of it is to find him and morkar and then he gets well, there. well hold on was he looking for morkar uh i don't think so morkar was just a baby i think morkar would just have to be a survivor i think he just i think he was i think he was looking for garen and Morkar was happened his to apprentice. Be, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morkar happened to be with Garen. I swear to God, every time you talk about Sigmar murdering all of the Norsi, but Mrs. Garen and Morkar, I keep thinking of Frieza from Dragon Ball Z, a bridge. It's like between uh, between you and the fat one, I feel like I lost my touch at genocide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but no, so oh no no no, it's when he saw it's when he saw Goku the, the between you and the Namekian because it's the same. Oh yeah, the, between you and the Namekian, I feel like I've lost my touch at genocide. Fucking love DBZ abridged. It's it's it is it is a masterpiece. It's so funny, but no. So they head north, and they're Sigmar's really close to hunting down Giran and Morkar. But then he's like, "Fuck the empire's like no, on no, fire." No, 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 no. His uh, friend uh, Wolf Wolfgard. Yeah, Wolfgard. Wolfgard. 
uh, Wolfguard is like, no, we need to like head back. Let's stop here. It's not worth it to hunt them down. And then, of course, Morikar becomes the first ever chosen. It's like, maybe it would have been. <laughs> but realistically, at the time, that was the logical choice because going into the Chaos Wastes is not good for one. Yeah, no, health. and that's the thing is they is the surrounding they were, Marcy they were get, they the were getting Wastes. out of the Norskin homeland and going into the Chaos Wastes, and and they're like, yeah, this is uh not good. Yeah, no, we should not go there. But no, so. Uh, let me double check my notes real quick. Yeah. So, Nagash starts sending his forces north. And he's very much like, okay, I want to find my, my crown. And well, what, Okay, but Sigmar took the crown off in the second book, so where did he put the crown? Uh, he buried it in the vault under Reichsdorf. Just call it Altdorf. Altdorf, thank yeah, you. Yeah, gotcha. The capital Altdorf. of the empire. Yeah. Well, Sigmar's capital, anyway. No, that's the continuing capital. Well, I... I think yeah, even when, yes. like, even even if the Emperor isn't, like, a Reichsman, I think it's still... Anyway, the, the point being, the point being, he buries it in the vault underneath his capital. And... Well, well, hey. What is this, Storm Vault? Get the fuck... I will fucking hurt Mitchell, you, Mitchell. Mitchell, this is a Warhammer Fantasy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It is for this episode, bitch. <laughs> but no, so... Um, uh, Everyone stare at him. Everyone stare at him! No, that's right. Sorry, there is one event that happens first. So, uh, Sigmar actually does return from fucking over the Norsey. Comes back, and then he goes looking for uh, this ancient weapon called an organ gun. He goes looking for dwarven cannons. Yes. Does he know they're dwarven cannons? I don't remember to be honest. What I, I find fucking that that's, hilarious. Is like, that's the funny an thing. An organ gun is just like four small cannons on one wooden like brace, and that's all it is. Yeah, it's just four cannons strapped together. That's all it is. Like, that's not great dwarven technology. Just like take the four cannon, put some duct tape, bit some WD forty, got yourself an organ gun. Yeah, exactly. Basically, what it is. But no, so uh, he's. Go, he's going around looking for this, and uh, a a person comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna give me my crown back, right?" He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, and he's like, "Who the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna give me my give was me my Nagash crown back. trying to be peaceful at first? Nagash doesn't give a fuck if he can get the crown back without any effort. Like, good for him. Do you think he still would have tried to attack the empire if he'd gotten the crown back? He would have gotten the crown back and then killed the empire anyway. Like, that's Nagash." But no, so might not have been right then, but it would happen eventually. Yeah, exactly. That's my Nagash for you. Exactly. <laughs> Spin the wheel. Elder bones. Gigantic egotistical prick. All I can think about is Doot with the sickness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will be building him soon because I do want to play him. Yeah, John and Dumb Mitchell hasn't built Nagash yet, and I am filled with nothing but rage. But he has figured out his army for now till it changes again. What do you mean? I play all my armies. Aww. God damn it. Your Lana. cat does that on your carpet too. <laughs> she does that when she eats too much. Dude, Loki does that too and it pisses me off. It's like, listen here, you fat bitch. You just stop eating half of the fucking, like a gallon of fucking cat food. This wouldn't be a problem. But no, you have to inhale your food. I'm thinking he'll learn that from Lada. Or not Lada, fucking um, Freya. 
Because she did that shit. Fre- fucking like, Freya, your cat. He did it before Freya. Then Fre- no, but he did it a lot more when Freya was around. I think he, I think he was competing because your cat would like eat like she'd hadn't eaten her entire life, and Loki was like, "That's my food, you bitch." And then he would do it, <laughs> which is funny because she eats a very reasonable amount now. I, I don't know. If fucking it's- hate. Well, you. I think it might be because she's depressed because <laughs> she doesn't have dad get with her anymore. <laughs> Maybe like she lost the competition. So what's the point? <laughs> There's no one to compete against. I've lost the reason. <laughs> do it. Uh, no. In all seriousness, though, my I'll cat go is clean doing fine. that up. Bro, your cat smeared it too. <laughs> I know. I thought I saw a paw print. <laughs> God damn it! I'll be back. Listen, all I can say is motherfucking mood kindred. <laughs> I cleaned some of that shit up today before I left for podcast. Smokey will do it in my fucking chair. <laughs> He'll sit in the chair and start hawking, and I'll, I'll look at him. I don't even do like cause normally. Like if I tell my cat, I go, and that's my move. That's yeah, my time yeah, to yeah. move. I'll just look Smokey in the eye and be like. Listen here, you little motherfucker. If you don't get the fuck off of my chair and go vomit somewhere that's not on my furniture, I'm going to take you by your tail and fucking flail you around until you die. No, don't eat it, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> <Where's> this? <laughs> First, this is like, I'll, I'll just look at Smokey and start making very vile threats and Smokey will be like... Eh. <laughs> I'm going to move now, and he'll just go vomit somewhere in the fucking corner, and I'm like, what I fucking thought. <laughs> For those who are concerned, I would uh, never do that to my cat, but as long as he thinks that, I will. <laughs> Realistically, Smokey does it because he's nice to me. Realistically, that cat doesn't give a singular fuck. If he wanted to vomit on my bed, on me while sleeping, and he would, and I'd probably still, I'd probably still pet him after. Yeah. No, so... Um, Sigmar promptly tells Nagash to fuck I off. I a warm rag on that, too. Brother, please pay attention to I'm me. I'm sorry, I'm just reveling in Mitchell's pain right now. <laughs> so, uh, Sigmar tells Nagash to promptly fuck off. So Nagash is like, cool, dead it is. <laughs> cool, you've, sh- you've chosen the option, get murdered now, instead of get murdered later. Exactly. So at this point, the bones rise up and just start murdering everyone. Is there a reason why Sigmar said no? I mean, I'm assuming he was like, no one should have this crown, but yeah. is, there, is there another reason, or was he like, was there like a, no one should have this crown, or was it like a, I don't like your face, so no? It, he knows it's a very potent crown, and things like that, and like random strangers coming up to him in the forest who are also undead zombies. It's just like... Oh, wasn't Nagash like clearly undead, or was he using like an undead messenger? Uh, he, he had, it, he had possessed a, uh, corpse that looked very much alive, but with pale, pasty skin. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Right, gotcha. Basically undead messenger. But yeah. So, Nagash, or, N- <laughs> Sigmar is like, oh, shit. I need to get back home. Now. <laughs> and so, he's riding hard and fast. And just everywhere around him, people are fucking dying. Like, in the Empire? Yeah. Because they just get assaulted from all sides. Does, by he, the does dead. he have his army with him, or was it him by himself? Uh, he has a contingent of warriors with him. Was his army following behind him, or was he like, hey, keep killing, keep genociding Norsi. I'm going to go home. No, he made it back from Norsi by this point. Oh, okay. I, I, there was a small time jump. I just, I knew that he had to travel home. I forgot that there was a, a little jump in there in time. But, yeah. So, he's writing and he's writing and he's realizing that the dead are slowly converging on Reichdorf. So, he's like, oh shit, I need to get home. So, he goes to Reichdorf. And he gets there and his one of his closest advisors, uh, Eoforth, is like, hey, I figured it out. Because at this point, they didn't know who the fuck this was. They were like, uh, but E4, E, 
Eaforth. Eaforth, thank you. Came to Sigmar, and he was like, hey, look, I've been combing the stacks of our library, and I figured out who this is. This is Nagash, and we have his crown. This is Nagash's crown. Every time this crown what appears What we have is a fucking problem. Yeah, no, literally. Because every time this crown appears in history, a horrible disaster very quickly follows. Mm-hmm. And Eoforth is like, yeah, we need to, like, get fucking rid of this or do something. Because this shit sucks. This is not good. Because they are going to come here and take the crown by force. Gotcha. And probably kill the entire empire in the process. Yeah, that's very much what they do. And so as this army is slowly closing... Uh, is slowly closing in on Reichdorf, they are... Isolating and destroying every other fighting force in the Empire. Because Nagash knows that the Empire's strength is its unity. So he yeah. is intentionally apes, trying to apes cut together off, strong. Yeah. He is intentionally trying to cut off all the different clans in their citadels. So oh, so basically he's he's just trying to box them in so they can't join together in one big ass army and fight him. Exactly. And so for instance, there's uh some clans uh, up in the mountains that retreat into their mountain citadels and they're literally like <laughs> fighting guys off of their mountains if uh <laughs> remember that scene from dark descent where price is in her office and you just see the flood of aliens or xenomorphs coming up the side of the tower yeah yeah it, that <laughs> that but undead like zamboni are we talking like vargulfs and shit everything or? gotcha no well, nagash is literally opening the gates of hell and just shitting out whatever he finds gotcha bad bad things very bad things yes i thought you said zamboni Zambonis, yeah. Oh. I did say Zamboni. Zombies. That's okay. almost how I always say Zamboni. Because it's zombies. Okay, I'm thinking of the ice machine that goes around and drives on the ice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because that is a Zamboni. No, I just always... Okay, okay, real quick tangent. That actually harkens back to my... Harkens, oh my god. Congratulations, I diagnosed you with old. Fuck it, it harkens back to the days of 2016. It's when I was, um... Or twenty, my my college days, um, my group we just called zombie Zamboni. That's how. how That's how, like how me and Philip say saying dragons. We say dargans. Dargans, yeah. And then I <laughs> and then I went to a tournament and um I I got my mat when you go to when you participate magic in tournament, tournament. I'm assuming yeah, MTG yeah 2016 one that was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you get like you get a bunch of stuff for being a part of the tournament. And one thing I got was a mat. And I got my mat signed by a bunch of the artists of the cards. That's the mat that I use for my my mouse and shit. That's that mat. Yeah. And I went and got a bunch of like personalized not personalized but like really unique tokens. And my the deck that I was playing with I use zombies, and so I got like t- I got like twenty of these tokens. Cost me like forty bucks, but God, they looked good. And I he was like, I will sign every single one of these tokens because I'm the artist. And I'm like, oh my God, please! I said my exact words were, yes, please give me the spicy zambonis. And he was like. I fucking love it. And then he wrote Zamboni on every single fucking card in his particular <laughs> autograph script with his name. And I was like, I can die happy. I no longer possess those tokens. I've lost them. Oh, it is the biggest. Of it happened in my move from Victoria to Bastrop. I got lost in that. God. Big fucking sad. They look so good. Oof. It sucks because one of the things when you made your deck, I, was like, I think I'll give them to Phil. I don't use them anymore. And you make Zambonis in your mm-hmm. deck. But uh, yeah, it was not. It, it was not to be. Which reminds me, I still need to pull out uh, Lily Dreadhorde uh, from that deck. Oh, are you replacing her? Yeah, really? Because she's a force draw when on sack, or she's a force draw on death. Yeah, but you don't really have that many draw draw engines. So like, no, the issue is I decked myself with her because I'll sack like fifty tokens. Okay, but how often does that happen? Because she's a really good card. Uh, now that I'm really, uh, now that I'm a better Magic player, a lot. <laughs> 
I... Yeah. Like, she's nice, but, like, that force draw, like, it almost killed me at one point because I almost went... I went infinite, and then I I was about to go infinite, and then realized I was about to have infinite draw. Was it with Darren? Yeah. I realized... Because he's now a big part of my uh, combo. And I realized I was about to go infinite, and then I realized I had Dreadhorde on the board... And that was that was the game where I blew up uh, Lily, mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. And you all looked at me and you were like, "Why would I do that?" And I was like, "Cause I'm about to go infinite, and I would have decked myself. Mm-hmm. I would have decked myself on the stack and killed myself." I got you. We are now Imagine the Gathering podcast. <laughs> hey, Imagine the Gathering has really cool lore. It, oh my god! Don't even get me started. The one time I have paid Philip back for like the here's a 19 hour lore about this book I'm reading is when we were going to fucking Houston. I think me and him or something like that, and I was like. You're gonna learn about Magic the Gathering lore now. And it was like four hours of me just word vomiting on him. He was just like the whole time. His <laughs> eyes were just panicked. Yeah. Glazed. That's what Nick really likes is Magic the Gathering lore. Oh my god, I fucking get down with the MTG lore. <sighs> New okay. podcast idea. <laughs> Stop, please. Okay. So, point is, they figure out it's Nagash. And they figure out that this crown is uh, basically this, the symbol of their doom because Na- Nagash is going to come for it. So Nagash starts coming for him. Yeah, and he starts isolating everyone that he can find. And so you have yeah, all these clans. Yeah, you're talking about that one tribe with the Zambonis on the walls and shit. Yeah. Uh, and there's some more tribe. And basically just everyone's getting fucked. Everyone's getting fucked by the dead. And then when they die, there's just more dead. So, like, nobody's having a good time. So, uh, I mean, Nagash probably having a good time. Yeah. The really funny thing is there are some stories that come out about some of the other tribes, but there was one tribe whose whole shtick was that they, uh, where they lived, that there were a lot of planes and whatnot, so they were horsemen. And at this time, they didn't have any permanent cities. The, this was one of the big tribes that made up the empire, but they had no permanent cities because they were all renowned horsemen, so they were more like Mongolians, and that they just always moved. And so literally the dead show up and they're like, we're here to kill you. And the tribes would take one look at that. And they're just like, nope, pack up their shit and fucking leave. And the dead are like, you're not wait, def- that's not fair. You're not, you're not defending the settlement? <laughs> but where they wait go. a minute, where did the settlement go? Yeah, literally the dead show up and they're like, we're Nagash here to kill you. realizing the whole- this force is mobile. Wait, that's illegal. <laughs> no, and the dead are literally like, haha, we're here to fight you. And the horsemen are just like, no, you're not, and leave. And the dead are just like, wait, how do we catch them? Wait, hold up, they left. Where Where did they go? Hold up, where are they? And the horsemen would just show up on their flank and be like, surprise, bitch, stab, and then fuck off again. And the dead were like, how the fuck do we fight these people? They gash, you might be lord of the dead, bitch, but you're not lord of the, you're not god of the guerrilla tactics, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, there was another citadel that was holding out that literally their whole shtick is they these these were this was a tribe that still par- practiced barbarian rage mm-hmm. and so literally they they were surrounded inside of their citadel and they took one look over the walls and said either we're gonna fight and live or we're gonna fight and die but either way we're fighting so we might as well do it high as balls so every one of their warriors took a a, a drug it, that what, made what, them all what, go what, into a like wild rage. root or something like yeah, that yeah wild root uh, they also wild went into a berserker rage and just started murdering, and they just did this for the entire time that their settlement was besieged. The jokes that I made when Phil told me this before the podcast was basically all these dudes dual wielding axes, murdering hordes of undead. I'm so fucking high right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's exactly what they did, and they managed to hold off the undead because they were just all like murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mean fucking. 
it worked. It's not stupid, I guess. Blood for the blood gods. I swear to God. Okay, Milk if, for the cornflakes. If, if anyone here ever plays Dawn of War, Dawn of War 2... I think it was the Imperial campaign. There's a point where you meet a a, a a corn berserker who literally goes, starts screeching blood for the blood god. But the way he does it, just imagine Richard Nixon with his jowls screeching blood for the blood god while shaking his face violently. And that's what he sounded like. Just, like that was just the noises that it made. And they were, I, I remember I was playing it in college. It was three o'clock in the morning. And I was making bad decisions. And I woke up my roommate because I was laughing so loud. I almost pissed myself when <laughs> I woke up my roommate and the two doors and the two dorms to either side of me because I am like shitting myself and I keep replaying the video and it's just me laughing and something going <laughs> as loud as he possibly can. time I was playing League of Legends and I got a Penta at 2 a.m. and you everyone in the dorm around me was like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> fuck! <laughs> My good old League days. Yeah. <laughs> those were wild. Those were bad decisions, but those were wild. But no. So, uh, Nagash starts marching for Rekdorf. All these, <laughs> all these human settlements are barely managing to hold out. And uh, he gets to Rekdorf. And... Um, he has this final moment where, during the uh, his friend Eoforth ends up dying, and he ends up dying while searching for the, Rip the knowledge homie. on the gash. Rip the homie! Are you looking for that fucking video? I very much am. Oh god! I can still hear you. Just give me a second. But no, so uh, ends up dying, and so he goes to the Hill of Heroes, where all the heroes of his kingdom are buried. And he goes to lay his, his friend's body down. And in that moment, the ghosts of all of all of the people that he's ever loved come to him. And they carry away Eoforth's soul into the afterlife. And the only one who remains is King, uh, King Bjorn, his father. And King Bjorn points at Reichsdorf and sends him the message. And is, uh, what's the actual quote? Hang on. Did you find it? Notes, 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 notes. Rip. I found the Dawn of War 1 comparison, which is a more muted version of it. Damn. But it's still pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, points, to, points to the city and says and sends him a like a telepathic message and is like, uh, know them and understand them, for it will make you mighty. And Sigmar just has this moment of clarity where and he breaks down crying, like thankful for all the people that he's had in his life that have shaped him to be the man that he is. Goes down and... Oh, is this Eo Force funeral, basically? Yeah. And uh, he goes back down after to the city. He beats, he beats Nagash. This is right before. So he goes back down to the city. Oh yeah, spoilers, he beats Nagash. Surprise, surprise. Oh my god. So he goes back down to the city. And... Um, basically manages to rally his men. Because they are facing a literal unending horde of the undead. And he rallies all of the men in his city. And he gives this really inspirational speech, which is really long. It's really beautiful, but it's really long, so I'm not going to say it here. Uh, but he gives this speech and finally and sallies forth beyond the gates with, for one final charge. Imagine, like, charge of the Rohirrim, but they are horribly outnumbered. I mean, they, they, they were. They, they were kind of were on that as well. Yeah, well, ex except there was a lot less like, hey, we might actually win. And a lot more like, no, we're all going to die. <laughs> 
In the eternal words of Krillin from Dragon Ball Z Abrade, <laughs> we're all gonna fucking die. Yeah, exactly. So, they all charge forth, and uh, the might of their charge actually crushes the front ranks of the undead, and they actually manage to gain ground. But of course, that, that very quickly changes. You're fighting uh, the undead. That's an endless amount. Yeah. So Sigmar actually gets separated from the army, and his army is pushed back to the gates of Reich, of Reichsdorf, and they're actually started to be pushed into the city. But Sigmar manages. Sigmar and his companions manage to push forth, <laughs> and they actually manage to make it to Nagash. At which point, uh, so what? One thing that Sigmar had done in order to tempt Nagash, because they figured out, they actually discovered uh, Eoforth on his, with literally his dying breath, whispered to Sigmar Nagash's weakness. There is no power. He's and there is no And there is no army that can defeat Nagash. The only thing that can be, defeat Nagash is Nagash. Yes, is he? Is that what, it's it, pride. Is, it's that what, pride. is that what he said? Something like that. That's basically. amazing. That's something I've always said is Nagash's worst enemy is Nagash. It yep. literally is. So no, literally what Sigmar does is on this final charge, he's actually wearing the crown of sorcerers. But by this point in time, Sigmar's will is so great and his devotion to his people is so mighty that the crown has no hold over him. Does he get? Does he actually like use the power of the crown? No. Oh, so he does but nothing. But the crown itself it. is like semi sentient with Nagash's power. Yeah. So just wearing it has a corrupting effect. But he, but he, but, so but why Sigmar he, is filled with such uh, righteous devotion to his people and yeah. his cause that literally the crown's like, oh yes, I'm gonna corrupt your soul. And then Sigmar's basically like, Sigmar's dick. soul is not here. The only thing that's here right now is Sigmar's devotion to his people. So fuck off. Gotcha. I was wondering if he was like also using the gas's power to piss him off more, but I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't do it because like fuck that power. Yeah. I think he does use it a little bit, but more just to draw Nagash and he doesn't really like do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he charges up to Nagash, and Nagash, being a literal lord of the undead, is like, oh, that's cute, and fucking just starts slamming dark magic into him. Mm-hmm. And Sigmar is barely managing to hold up, and then another army arrives. Uh, an allied army arrives. Oh, and it the, distracts of Nagash or of No, Thor? of Sigmar. Uh wh- one it, of his was other it the dwarves. No, it was one of the other counts. Damn it. One of the other counts had managed to break out of their citadel and had come to, to assist Sigmar. Mm-hmm. And their arrival distracts Nagash just long enough that Sigmar uh, is actually able to throw off the crown. At which point Nagash turns back and is like, my crown! And dives for it. And again, in a moment of just pure ego where he thinks that he's won. to get the, He's like, I'm grabbing the crown, I'm going to win. Yeah, and he forgets literally everything else around him. And Sigmar takes Galmaraz and just slugs him straight in the chest with it, shatters his armor in a single blow, and Galmaraz ignites like this like the twin-tailed comet. And runes that had never been visible before on it ignite with pure flame. Do you think that pure was be- do you think that was because they were fighting the undead or do you think Yeah, just- no, they literally they react to the Ashes Dark Magic. And they're okay. basically like, oh, this is a god. Oh, time to bring out all 120% of my power. Gotcha. So, so, we're going full plus ultra. So it wasn't really because exactly. it was Nagash. It was more just because like, the type of enemy you're fighting has finally reached the conditions yeah. needed. Yeah, basically. But no, and smacks him in the chest, shatters his armor in a single blow, and the force of it is so mighty that it actually uh, implodes his armor back into Nagash and shatters his, shatters his, fused mag- his magically fused bones and destroys Nagash's entire being. And uh, the the ex- the magical explosion that results from it uh, destroys the entire undead and cross the entirety of and cross the entirety of the empire. And just all as one, 
all of the enemies of the Empire, drop. So what I'm hearing is he smacked he smacked Nagash so hard his ancestors felt it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he smacked Nagash so hard Nagash had to double check and make sure he wasn't dead. He slapped the undead out of him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say after this, does he just walk off into the what would be technically a sunrise because it's the east? Not yet, because he still has to fight Morkar. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there's anything that really, really important that happens after that. Uh, so I'm assuming once he defeats Nagash like that, like that's the end. Yeah, that's basically it. Like Nagash is dead. Uh, well, as dead as Nagash can be. Yeah, as dead as Nagash ever gets. What did he do with the crown? Uh. Shit, I, I don't think I read that part. I would have sunk that bitch to the bottom of the fucking ocean. Uh... Uh... I don't remember, and I don't have it in my notes. All I know is that a green skin eventually ends up with it. Azag, so I think, I think Azag, they throw it in a river. Azag the Slaughterer. Yeah, I think they, like, throw it in a river. Huh. I think. Because that's kind of what everybody does with it, is they get the crown and they realize what it is, and they're like, oh, fuck this yeah, shit. Get, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, one big important thing that happens because of this is Sigmar realizes that their enemies are not just mortal in nature, but immortal as well. So he founds uh, the precursors to what would become known. Oh, and then he also curses the vampires. Mm-hmm. He curses the vampires and is basically like, you will forever be the enemy of me and my heirs. One important thing to note is that Sigmar sees the entirety of humanity as his heir. Yeah. Basically, so he, he curses like, the vampires, vampires will be humanity's always... enemy for all time. Yeah, or until the end times is what he says. Does he actually say end times? I think so, yeah. That makes me so angry. <laughs> well, no, because the end times had always been a, a thing. There is a prophecy of the end times, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but no, he creates... Uh, he creates an order of the Empire's greatest warriors <laughs> that end up becoming known as the Order of the Silver Hammer. Which, which are the precursors to a group known as the Holy Order of the Templars Templars of Sigmar, but are colloquially known as the Witch Hunters. This is the start of the Witch Hunters. Yeah. And uh, while the Witch Hunters do fight all of humanity's enemies, they have a particular disdain for the... Drumroll, please. Undead. Undead. Yeah. No, they <sighs> fucking hate the undead. Because that is the that is who they were originally created to fight. That's why they're so good at killing undead. Yep. But no. Uh, so then the next big thing that happens, and this is actually beyond the uh, the story that we initially read, but the next big but thing that happens is uh, Morkar comes back. Yeah. And, and that's leaves, a fucking problem. Yeah. and Because that he comes first, back as the first ever chosen. Yeah. He comes back the first ever chosen. I think this is the first. Known as Morkar the Uniter. I think this is the first time they really understand what chaos is. And they're like, yeah. oh no, the chaos gods are our enemy. Like, they, the, these are the forsaken gods of the wasteland and like, they are a fucking problem. And they yeah. are actively searching for our demise. <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, demons from the realm of chaos are now materializing in the mortal realm alongside the Norsemen. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> Sigmar has to rally all of his armies again, and they go and fight. And this is the first great chaos invasion. Yeah, I think he was a, he he fights more for like a day straight, a day and a night. Mm-hmm. He fights for a day and a night, and they are both being blessed by their own respective pantheonic gods. And so Sigmar has the might of the human pantheon, Ulrich and Tall, and all that shit. And- yeah, exactly. Uh, so they fight for a day and a night, and eventually he does come out victorious. Sigmar does. Yeah, he he does kill Morkar. Morkar doesn't retreat. Yes. He kills Morkar. Yes. 
Woo, let's Kills go with Team go Sigmar. So at this point, um, so Sigmar does all of this before he's 50 years old. Yeah, Ligmar, Ligmar, goddammit. <laughs> Sigmar nuts! Sigmar lives a very eventful life. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. Wait, hold so, on. How How old was Morkar then? I uh, believe was Morkar was about 20. He was fucking 30. young. Yeah. Because I know Archeon, when Archeon went off in, like, to the chaos to become the Ever Chosen, like, he was older. He was in his 30s or 40s, I think. I think Morkar is supposed to be fairly young. Yeah, because I don't think Sigmar... He, he might have been 30. I don't think Sigmar fucks off to the Empire until he's like... Fucks off to, to fuck the Norsi over for the second time until he's like 35 or 40. Yeah. And that that's, when, right. and that's when Morkar was a child. Yeah. So Morkar was young. He was yeah. young. Yeah. Be that young and have that much power. He was the first ever chosen. Kind of makes me wonder when Bellacor was made in fantasy. Because I know his lore is different than... Bellacor was made during the time... 40k. Bellacor was made during the time of the old ones. Or a little before. He was made before the Vortex. Bellacor was made a demon prince back when Chaos first came in and was like, Oh man, old ones, magic, this world, fuck it. And like... So that's back when men was like in their in its absolute infancy, yeah, like when, that, they were, when they were literally barely better than apes. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I believe I might be incorrect, but I know it was. I think it was before the vortex. It yeah. was a while. So then, uh, in the oh no, I was wrong. So in the fiftieth year of his reign, so he comes to power when he's in his twenties. So he's now like seventy five. Mm-hmm. He's now like 70, 75 years old. Uh, he literally just gets up, sets his crown on his throne, picks up Galmaraz, and just disappears. Wait, he just that. wanders Wait, off. Re- repeat that? In, his, in the 50th year of his reign. Of uh, his Sigmar, reign, not his age. Yeah, no. I was wrong about that. He, so he's like 70, 75. All right. Yeah, initially when I first read it, I was like, oh, he was 50. But no, he's he's like in his 50th year of reign. So he's like 70, 75. Uh, so Sigmar is now a very old man. Mm-hmm. So actually, no, I might have been wrong about that. Then uh, he may have been—he may have actually been in his fifties or sixties at the battle with uh, Morkar. So Morkar could have been older. Oh, also, I—I I, I was doing some research. We actually don't know what Velikor was. We don't know if he was human, dwarf, elf, man, uh, or, or a complete. We just know that he's one of the or oldest. a complete and total other race. Yeah. All I know is he was the first mortal. The first mortal? Mortal to become a demon prince. Okay, so he was mortal at one point. That's mm-hmm. good to know. But no, so... Uh, and So Sigmar's like 70, 75 years old now. He just takes off his crown, sets it on his throne, picks up Galmaraz, and fucks off into oblivion. Fucks off to the north, doesn't he? East. East. Yeah, he heads east. Oh, And he just starts kind of wandering around. That's over there towards the fucking... Towards Cathay. Uh, well, not that far. Okay. Like, he's still in the Empire. But he just kind of disappears from sight. And he's very much like, I've done my task. I now uh, I now declare all of humanity my heirs, and I leave the Empire to them. Because I was here to forge the Empire. It's now their job to keep it safe. So do you know what's actually really, really cool about that? What? 
a promise he made to Ravina in the book that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. She said, I, I said, I want you to make me a promise. And, he, he, and this is back when he was once again 15. Yeah. He was like, whatever you does, whatever it is, I agree to it. She goes, we don't know what it is. He goes, he goes he's like, like, I love you. And whatever promise you ask of me, I will I will accept. Mm-hmm. And she goes, when when the work is done, when you have, when you have beaten back en- uh, humanity's al- enemies, when you have forged your empire, and when, like, th- and when things are safe, you'll put down your weapons and you'll leave it behind. And he agreed. Yep. Yeah. So this so is. I think this, that, is, that this is, is him fulfilling his promises. Yeah. Like the work is done. We we are now experiencing peace. Mm-hmm. So he just sets down his crown. That's actually. I've always, I, I read leaves. that and I was like, holy fuck, that makes sense. Yeah. Because like Ravina is the only woman he's ever he's ever truly loved. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's an important thing to note. After Ravina's death, he never, as far as we're aware, he never <laughs> takes another wife. He never sires any kids. Mm-hmm. That's how strong his devotion to her was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. But, yeah, he walks through the streets of Reichsdorf like he had as a kid, mm-hmm. savors everything he sees before him, the peace that he's wrought, mm-hmm. and the unity that he has brought to his and land, just fucking leaves. and just leaves. Yeah, and it, he wanders around for a little bit. Because this is after Gash, after Morkar, this is like the big challenges are done. He's like, oh yeah, yeah no, they're, they're safe now. Yeah. So, and he wanders around for a little bit. There's a couple instances where he pops up in some other towns for a little bit, uh, talks to people, kind of guides uh, guides budding leaders mm-hmm. for a day or two and then leaves again. The last time we see him, he's 80 years old. And he goes back to, uh, oh, the, the pass. Blackfire Pass. Blackfire Pass, thank you. He goes back to Blackfire Pass because an exalted greater lord of change is there fucking around. And if you remember, and he, Lord, Lords of Change, those are Zine, those are Zine Chain Greater Demons. Yep. He goes back there and, uh, using Galmaraz, seals him away, basically single-handedly. At 80. At 80 years old. At which point... Man's a fucking unit. He really is. At which point, he drops the hammer in the pass and disappears from the history books. So he doesn't lose it. He just drops it. He's like, yeah, he's, he, he's like I don't need this anymore. Yeah. I think, well, I think that was his... I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not so sure about that one. Uh, but the point is, is, he leaves it behind and just um, disappears. If you really want to think about it, he could have just been transported into the winds of Azir because of the Lord of Change. Yeah, that might have been what happened. Yeah, because I know, I know. During end times, whenever he possesses Carl Franz after Carl Franz dies, the first time. Or the second time, because he kind of got killed before. Whatever. Point being is that they never really say that he descended from godhood. They said that his soul was trapped. I, I forget where I read this, but they said the soul was trapped inside the winds of his ear. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's very much... Ultimately, the point is that he disappears from the history books, and Galmaraz is left in the past. To be fair, once an 80-year-old man single-handedly fucking cup checks a greater demon, I'm pretty sure they're like, yeah, he's a god. That's just, he's a god. That's cool. That's yeah. what that is. Yep. That's some lo- big lo- Lowercase right G god, that but is, not uppercase yeah, G god. Yeah, he's lowercase G god, but he's a god, because that is, that is some big E energy right there. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, fuck, demon. What? <clears throat> yeah. Can you say that in my good ear? <laughs> but no. So he disappears, and Galmaraz is lost. But a hundred, I want to say lost. Nobody just knew where to find it. I, I think that's that, the definition of the, lost. Nah, Mitchell, because we knew where it was. <laughs> Go take your meds, Mitchell. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> so, Gamaraz uh, is lost, but the dwarves, in recognition of just how potent Gamaraz was, is not only a weapon but as a symbol. And also, they, I think they're like friendship with Sigmar and humanity. Yeah, and to symbolize their friendship. Uh, they recreate Galmaraz. To the it's best not, of their ability? Yeah, it's not nearly as good because Galmaraz, the technology to do it and the materials to uh, create it were lost. 
but they recreate it as best they can using the best their runesmiths can. Of the entire Karazankor, which once again, the Karazankor is the entirety of the Dwarven people. Yeah, like literally the entire Dwarven race got together and said, we want to honor Sigmar. And so they forged this thing. So for literally every emperor that has ever wielded Galmaraz between the time of Sigmar and Karl Franz, they actually aren't wielding Galmaraz. They're, real, they're wielding a good replica, but not the real thing. It isn't until the time of Karl Franz that explorers in uh, Blackfire Pass recover it. They discover it again, and they bring it to Karl Franz. The really interesting Which thing is to really note about fucking hilarious because then he promptly because I what I remember what happened is Carl Franz is presented Galmaraz and during that time is you had they had um I think it's Vaten or Vaten who was a blacksmith who was found by the cult of Sigmar and was said to be Sigmar reborn and so Gal and so Carl Franz was like do I take the hammer or do I give it to Va, to, to Vaten because a lot of people were like oh he's Sigmar reborn he should be emperor it's in Carl Franz was like mm, how do I play this we're like a fucking civil war doesn't start. Hmm. So he's basically like, I see you as Sigmar reborn. And so I present to you your hammer and to do what, what you will with like the will of Sigmar and hmm. for the betterment of humanity, but you are not the emperor. Yeah. I lead you, you do things for the good of humanity. I lead the people yeah. and I present to you your hammer to do that with. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how he plays that to where he doesn't have, you know, a fucking civil war on his hands. Yeah. Do you know what happens? There, I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that story. To, to Vaten? Yeah. Oh, yeah. End times happened. Ah. Uh, he one v ones Archeon for like thirty seconds before a fucking vermin lord, which in fantasy were basically the only demons that the, that the, that the Great Horn Rat had at the time. They're still the only demons the Great Horn Rat has. And a vermin lord is like tee hee and like throws a fucking scythe or a gigantic rat ninja star or something and decapitates Vaten while he's fighting Archeon because End Times is ass. Gotcha. Oh, also something else I learned is um so so the the Great Horn Rat. His realm in the realm of chaos is the most populous realm of the chaos gods. That's how many vermin lords there are. They're wow. not. They're not one in a million. There are so many, and vermin lords are more akin to greater demons and lesser demons. Yeah, that's just the only demon that the Great Horn Rat made. Is there are so many? He has the most populous realm. It's just that the vermin lords, at their heart, are scathed, and they're like, "Why the fuck would we go to the mortal realm? We have our own plans. Fuck, fuck everyone else." Yeah. They see other scathed as more like. Pets. Tools. To- no, no. Actually, a lot of vermin lords actually have some weird, like, paternal affection for Skaven, but more is like, oh, you're a cute dog. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to die because you're my kitty cat and I love you, but, like, that's as far <laughs> as it goes. And and they, not all are like that, but that's how a lot are. They mm. have a really condescending, like, per- but somewhat parental affection towards them, mm. but they're also just like, where Skaven are like three steps ahead of everyone else, but because they're Skaven, they're actually four steps behind everyone else. <laughs> yeah. The Vermin Lords are like, ah, yes. Y'all, There's uh, three steps ahead until they get close to completing the plan, in which case they all descend into infighting and get four steps behind. Yeah, no, Vermin Lord are honest to God, like 4D chess type boobs. <laughs> like, Vermin Lords scheme in ways so complex, not even Skaven can follow it. That sounds about right. So <laughs> that's what they're like, why the no, fuck would I go to the mortal realm? One, to- one important note about the replica Galmaraz. Uh, ironically enough, so, like I said, the dwarves imbue a bunch of runic magic into its creation. Into the replica, right? Into the replica. So they give it to the Empire. The fervor for Sigmar is so strong, and their faith in him is so great, the people, that Galmaraz actually takes on might of its own, beyond which was imbued by the runes of the dwarven smiths. That's some real orc energy. It kind of is. It's a little terrifying. It's also kind of some, like, Adeptus Roratos energy because Adeptus Roratos do dumb shit because they believe in it. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
It's basically power we, faith. We, we we believe this is Gomoraz, so it becomes Gomoraz basically. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, the implication there is like Gomoraz is probably stronger because of plot armor things, but realistically the replica was as strong as Gomoraz was. Well, ignoring like the whole like oh I have to go fight Archeon now. Yeah. Ignoring having to literally kill a god, looking at you, Nagash. Yeah, it was it was good enough. Yeah, it was still one of the most potent weapons on the planet at that point. Probably. Yeah, it was still good enough mm-hmm. to the point where it didn't matter until end times. At which point they were like, "Here's the actual Galmaraz," and it became not an issue. It's actually funny. So by the time Vaten dies, the Emperor's already been possessed by Sigmar, but he doesn't have the hammer. And then so he's like doing two more things and like trying to figure out how the fuck end time is going to play out and then like I think he's at one point he's fighting Archeon and Archeon's like kind of pushing his shit in and then he finally gets his hammer back and basically <laughs> Archeon's like what and Sigmar's like I didn't hear no bell <laughs> yeah. and like basically is just like by the power of Grayskull motherfucker and like kind of starts you know pushing his shit in a little bit yeah well that that's it's because of that fight where Archeon like almost gets bodied by Sigmar himself that whenever they go into the age of chaos and Sigmar's like I've got you in my sights, bitch, and yeets the hammer at him. Archeon's like, I'm not fighting that, and uh, and yeets Galmaraz into oblivion. No, he um he it was it was actually an illusion of Archeon, and like well, no, that that's the point. And it goes into a fucking portal. And, yeah, that, yeah, that's the point though. Is that Archeon takes a look at that and is like, I'm not fighting that. <laughs> that fuck all of fuck that. Fuck all of that. <laughs> that no bueno. Yeah, and so he yeets Galmaraz into a different realm. Fucking Sigmar wielding Galmaraz looking at Archeon. Archeon, Mr. Superman, no here. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. But yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of the origins of Sigmar. Um, yeah, and then, you know, he just wakes up on the world that was not as an 80 year old man not as yeah, an 80 year old man exactly. as a god as a god yeah it, he kind of woke up to a Dargan going like hey bud you okay yeah because the world ended literally as he and Arkham were fighting to fighting to the death mm-hmm. and like whenever they're like we're gonna do this ritual to like stop the chaos magics from blowing up the planet Sigmar was like why am I a magician but I can keep Archeon off your ass and they're yeah. like that's all we need and that was why like even though the, the, the magic failed and like the world blew up Sigmar was like if I'm down I'm taking this bitch with me and like that's how the world ended with those two locked in a death match. Yep. And then, of course, it didn't matter. <sighs> no, it didn't. Yeah. Yay. Anyway, on that note, how long is this episode out of curiosity? Yeah, two, two, hours, two and, and a half it's, hours. It's a good one. One yeah. of our longer ones. Yeah. Not That's... our longest, but it's one of our longer ones. Yeah. No, I just, I love, I love the fight with Nagash. It's great. Yeah. I love it. literally... I love uh, Nagash. He just takes Galmaraz. I love Nagash because he's a prick, and what, that's the really biggest reason. What's his name? Reason. Elorautha, the dude who died. Oh, Eof, uh, Eoferth? I think it's Eoferth. Eoferth? Eoforth. Sigmar, come closer. Yes. Nagash, a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I use the Nagash to kill the Nagash. Kinda. But no, I love that. It just literally Sigmar is like, here's your fucking crown. Nagash is like Ooh. fucking rat eyes. And it's just like... <laughs> And Sigmar's like, jokes on you, bitch. I cast bonk. <laughs> jokes on you, bitch. I cast hammer. What are you doing, Sigmar? Spin the wheel, bonk. Fucking Nagash like, explodes. I like to think that Nagash just like dives for it, and then like you get a Tom and Jerry skit <laughs> where the, where Sigmar, no, 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 Sigmar just winds up like it's a golf strike. <laughs> da 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 da. just fucking annihilates him and just like hits him, hits him with that, goes full backhand, and then just holds his hands up to his eyes and watches as Nagash goes sailing off into the distance. There's pure sight. So- is. Home run! No, no. It's like Wii Team Sports Rocket Baseball. blasting off again! <laughs> it is Wii Sports Baseball. <laughs> no, just 
Team Rocket blasting off again. Ding. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I think that's it. Um, yeah. Good episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, good shit. Good shit. Anything else? No? Yeah, no. No? No. Um, like we said beginning, our next episode is going to be anniversary episode. We're going to be putting up the Q&A. It's probably going to be open for roughly a week, and we're going to close it. And just to reiterate that, I think that's about it. So we'll see you, motherfuckers, next episode with a... Maybe, you know, another fucking four to six hour anniversary. We shall see. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe toes. I won't be coughing up a lug. Watch your toes, Jacob. I'm backing up. <laughs> okay, well, bye, guys. Bye. Hasta luego.